and welcome to Poker Fraud Alert Radio, the Druff and Drexel show. Michael Jackson, Smooth Criminal. We're going to be talking about a number of smooth criminals tonight on this show. A lot of news in the poker world over the past week. You would think the main news of the week would be what happened yesterday. And that would be Barack Obama winning the presidency again. But it's not. That's not the big news for poker. That's small news for poker. We had a lot of big stories this week that were kind of... There's a distraction because of the election. People didn't really pay as much attention as I think they normally would on this site and elsewhere. But there were a lot of big stories this week. We're going to talk about them all. And we have some other good segments tonight that have nothing to do with poker. We're going to try to call up a few celebrities tonight. And when I say celebrities, I don't mean poker celebrities. I don't mean like D-list celebrities. I mean real bona fide celebrities that you will see in a theater near you in starring roles. Not extras, not guys who have like a two-minute line, two-minute part with a you know one-sentence line. No. We're going to try to make a few calls tonight. And I think we have a decent chance at reaching at least one of them. But a lot of other things happening this week. And um, before we go on, before I go any further about what we're going to talk about tonight, I have to mention a very special free roll we have tonight. And that is a $150 free roll for cash money. And when I say cash money, I mean it's real cash. It's money I'll send you on PayPal. I'll send you a check in the mail. I'll give you cash in person if you see me. When I say a cash free roll, I mean a cash free roll. That's the only kind of free roll we have here on PokerFraudAlert.com. And we have our own little poker room called the No Fraud Online Poker Room. And in 17 minutes at 7.40 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, we're going to have a tournament. No limit hold'em. Free roll. Just enter. Just make an account on the No Fraud Online Poker Room, which is uh, you can find near the top of the screen. Make an account there. You don't need any chips. Just enter for free. And you can win your share of the $150 free roll, which might be our biggest free roll so far. If it's not, it's very close. I want to thank C Money, who gave $100 of the $150 tonight. He gave the $100 because he wanted to help out the middle class, who he thinks is going to struggle now that Obama has been reelected. I'm not going to comment on that either way, but uh, C Money, very, very generous guy. Nice guy. I've met him in person a few times. Very generous to the site. Just gives and gives to these free rolls. And he did it again. $100 for tonight, plus 50 from an anonymous source for a $150 prize pool. Now, more than ever tonight, I have to make it clear. I have to make it clear that you are only eligible if you are registered on this site by May 21st, 2012. Or... If you satisfy one of the other requirements, here are the requirements. Number one, you could have an account that I remember from either Donk Down or Never Win Poker. If I remember you from those sites, then you qualify. If I don't remember you, too bad, even if you were there. Uh, Number two, you have to, if if you were not someone I know from there, and you've just kind of come around here recently but don't have an account as of May 21st, then you need to convince me you've either been listening to this show 
or have listened regularly to one of my past shows. And you can do that by emailing me at dandruff at pokerfraudalert.com or PMing me, Dan Space Druff, here on this site. So, has to be one of those things. You have to convince me you've either been around here for a few months or you were around for at least a few months on some other site I was on and followed me here. Or already had an account registered by May 21st. Has to be one of those or you don't qualify for the free money. You can still play the free roll, but you cannot get the free money. And if you do get one of those places and don't qualify, it'll just be as if you didn't play and we'll give it to the next person down. There are seven prizes tonight, ranging from $50 down to $10. So good luck to those playing. No password, no money, no play chips required. No fraud online poker room on pokerfraudalert.com. Just click on the top and start playing. And if you want to be able to qualify in the future, then be part of this site. Enter the chat room. If you don't enter the chat room, at least listen listen regularly and tell me later, after you've registered and been on here for a few months, tell me that you've been listening and tell me some of the things you heard and what you enjoyed and what you didn't enjoy. Anyway, that's starting at 740. There's no late registration, so if you get there 741, tough luck. Not my choice. That's the way the software works. So anyway, thank you to C-Money. Thank you to the anonymous donor. $150 free roll tonight, and next week we will have a minimum of $50 in the free roll. So free roll money keeps on coming. I appreciate that. It's more important for me that we have a good free roll every week than for this site to make money. But if you want to sponsor the site, we have no sponsors now. We have zero sponsors. So if you want to sponsor the site, please let me know. Dandruff at PokerFraudAlert.com. Reasonable rates. And if you don't want to sponsor the site but still want to help, if you ever buy anything on Amazon.com, which is pretty much everyone, I use Amazon all the time personally, scroll down on any screen on Poker Fraud Alert, and you'll see a banner for Amazon. All you do is click that banner, and then proceed as normal. Log into your account, buy what you want to buy. Just make sure you click the banner before you actually buy. The banner will take you to the Amazon homepage, and then just act as normal as you do on Amazon. Purchase what you want to purchase, and I get a small percentage of your purchase. doesn't cost you anything. You, you pay the same price either way. To you, it's completely transparent. But uh, to me, it gives me a few percent of whatever you bought and helps me pay the bills on this site because this site loses money every month. It it does. I'm not going to lie about that. So if you click that, instead of Amazon keeping the profits of the entire purchase, then I get a small percentage. And I don't ever get to see your name. I don't get to see what you bought. All I see is what was bought. I don't see who bought it. I don't see their personal information. I see nothing other than such and such item was bought by someone and here's what you get for it. That's all I see on my side. So, I'd appreciate that if you enjoy this show, if you enjoy the site. Not looking to make money here and get rich, but it would be nice to at least break even. So it doesn't cost me money to run this thing. Some people are wondering, where is Brandon? Brandon will be here tonight. Uh, he is busy for a few minutes before the show. But when he comes on Skype, I will add him immediately. He is going to come on. I spoke to him about an hour ago. That's where Brandon is. 
Some of you also might be wondering about Chad Ellie, and I'll, I'll just jump right into that. I'll, I'll just immediately get into talking about Chad Ellie, at least for the moment, so you can understand what's the story with him. Is he going to be on tonight? Because I've promoted that the whole week. Maybe we'll have Chad Ellie. Well, Chad Ellie is a busted payment processor. He, he was busted on Black Friday, April 15, 2011, when they came down on uh, PokerStars, Full Tilt, and uh, UB and the payment processors who were supporting them. Chad Ellie was one of those payment processors. He was busted uh, partially in connection to that SunFirst Bank in St. George, Utah, that was processing poker payments for Full Tilt and PokerStars. Uh, he ended up making a deal with the government, got kind of like a slap-on-the-wrist sentence of six months in federal prison that will begin in January 2013. So right now he's a free man, but he knows he's going to be going to prison in January. He has been very quiet up until a few days ago. And then suddenly he appeared on Twitter under the name Black Friday Chad. Some people doubted it was really him at first, but indeed, it is the real Chad Ellis. Some people have met with him since then. It's definitely him. It was definitely verified that this is the real guy. And he's just dumping Friday and what was really happening. Everybody wants to talk to Chad Ellie, And I knew I was just one of them. So he wasn't exactly good at getting back to me, but he did get back to me. Every single day or so, I'd get a message from him. But, like, I was asking him for his phone number. i say, hey, Chad, give me your phone number. Figuring out, you know, at the very least I'll have his number. I can just call him during the show, provided he's agreed at some point to come on, which he already had. But then, when I asked him for his phone number, he said, okay, give me your phone number. He didn't refuse to give me his number. He just says, okay, what's your phone number? So I gave him my number. Uh, but then he didn't call me when he promised he'd call me. Then he didn't email me when he promised he'd email me. But he was still communicating with me through direct messages on Twitter. It, it was never clear uh, whether he was going to appear or not appear. He said he would, but he just wasn't... He wasn't acting in a manner where I thought we could count on him being here. Well, today he said he would call me, and we discussed it, but then he ended up not having time for that. But just before radio, he gave me his phone number. Said he can't be on tonight. He has other commitments. Oh, there comes here comes Brandon. Let's put him on here. By the way, free roll starting in six minutes. Huh. Someone's calling me. Let's see what this is. Hello? Yes. Yeah, who's calling? Oh, I, I'm calling you right now on Skype. I'll, I'll call you back, Brandon. Bye. That was embarrassing. I didn't recognize Brandon's voice because the connection to my cell phone wasn't very good. Um, let me connect Brandon on here. A little bit of technical fail tonight, but uh, you know it's par for the course on this show. One day. Connect Brandon on here. Hello, Brandon. Hello. I, I first off, I am sorry for being late. Uh, I was in one of those weird situations where I had to decide real fast whether I was could eat or not before the show, and was running late. And uh, 
Anyhow, I apologize. I don't know how how long we've been on the air for. And... No, not that long. And you missed some technical okay. fails, so it's not that bad. So, but okay. uh, I, I apologize to you for not recognizing your voice. What happened was I had earlier forwarded my Skype to my cell phone, mm-hmm. and so my cell phone rang and it showed up as some weird number in six six one. So I didn't expect it to be you, and I answered him. I didn't have very good reception where I am right now in the secret location. Of course. So I just hear this male voice, and I'm like, yeah, who is this? And I'm thinking, who's this weird person calling me from 661, you know, Palmdale area? And Let me guess. Are you doing radio from the same secret location you once did where you literally had to – where you were, like, pressed up against a wall in some mountain cabin just to get half a bar of cell reception? Yeah, yeah. It, I, I like – I like mountain cabins. I like associating the <laughs> mountains with uh, attempts to either be on this site or do radio. So, so yes, there was one point where I actually was in a mountain cabin at the very, very corner of it, uh, just by the window with the cold air blowing in, just so I could barely get a reception to browse the Internet. And um, we do, in honor of that, since that I did that a few years ago, and some people made fun of me for it. In honor of that, I established a mountain phone number. And I have a phone number on the top of Mount Charleston, which is a, a mountain yes. that people ski on in the Las Vegas area. It's not open yet. It doesn't have any snow yet, but it will. 702-430-1808 is my Mount Charleston number. There's a little uh, 1975 rotary phone. Isn't it kind of our, our Mount Charleston number, Jeff? I mean, we kind of do the show together. No, no. This was my Mount Charleston number that I'm, I'm letting the show borrow. Our number. Oh, this isn't even a okay. I'm so, well. Then you know what? I retract that. Then I did our, not know that. I our, thought our, we had a Mount Charleston number for our show for the Mount Charleston fans that listen. Well, it's a number I've had for a long time. That uh, my love of the mountains uh, allowed why, me to get why, you know, many years. Why ago. wouldn't you have a Mount Charleston number then? <laughs> yeah, but 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 uh, our number is the main number for Poker Fraud Alert Radio, which is seven seven five. Fraud fifty five. That that number belongs to both of us. Seven seven five three seven two eight three five five, and uh, that's the main number to reach the show. But if you don't want to call that, you just want to call the Mount Charleston number. That's fine too. Seven zero two four three zero, eighteen zero eight. Anyway, uh, I haven't talked about much yet. I was just beginning to talk about Chad Ellie and how okay. it was kind of difficult. Would, to, you know, to would really now the real fast be a good time to announce in one minute our free roll is starting. Yeah, yeah, I, I actually got to the free roll. I mentioned the free okay. roll, but and, yeah, and it, I just want to add real fast. Last week, uh, I'm going to put a bounty on myself. Oh, uh, I finished in the limit hold'em. I think for seven dollars, uh, but uh, Druff has the money, and whoever knocks me out this evening, uh, assuming I don't win it, uh, uh, will just contact Druff if Druff if that's okay with you. Yeah. And uh, Druff will send you the bounty on me. All right, beautiful. So, so yeah. okay, so uh, please uh, let me know what I've missed. Okay, I was just beginning to talk about Chad Ellie and my attempts to get him on the show, and what you don't even know yet, Brandon, is I just got a direct message from him giving me his phone number, but saying that he can't appear tonight because he has some other things going on. So uh, he said he promises to appear next week, and I can hold him to it because I have his phone number, but I also offer to him, because I I don't want to wait a full week since uh, I I want it to all be topical. I, I don't want him to do a million other interviews with other sites and by the time we have him on he's just repeating so I offered that we will do a special to have him on either tomorrow or Friday so I hope you can make that if you can't then I'll you know I'll do it myself but uh, don't have any information yet on that because he hasn't responded yet but if he does I'll have a special and I will replay the interview next week as well for those that can't make it for the special but he won't be on tonight but I do have his wow. phone number. He will be on the show at some point, very likely. Wow. Well, let me ask you, I, I, did you talk any politics yet? I have not. 
Okay. I mean, I know you're probably not going to want to get into the whole big thing, but <clears throat> I was not, uh, I, I left, I think right around, I don't know. I went out last night around maybe seven thirty or so once it pretty much became official that, uh, at least in my eyes that, that Obama was going to win. And I was really amused when I got home and I started uh, watching on YouTube and just everywhere on the internet this uh, Diana Sawyer segment last night. I'm sure you've seen this. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I just wanted to get your take. What was that? Now, obviously, the the official statement from the network was that she was just over-exhausted from covering Sandy and and then staying up for many nights without sleep with the election coming. Uh, that was just, that was quite the fucking spectacle, huh? Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, people always say someone is drunk when they act this way, but, uh, I actually think, this is just my guess, I have no evidence to support this, that it's some kind of medication she was on. I think some kind of medication that, uh, mm-hmm. it, it's hard to believe she would just go get drunk before appearing on election <laughs> night. It's just, it, like, you know you're doing that. You know you're going to appear on election night. You don't get drunk beforehand, especially a, a veteran like Diane Sawyer. It's possible. But I, my opinion is that she has some medication she's taking that uh, doesn't react with her very well. And that's why she kind of seemed that way. I, I'm sure you remember, Brandon, on, on one of our previous radio shows, uh, one time we called genocide and she was really, really out of it and said a lot of odd things. And I believe she was on medication at that time that had kind of a similar effect on her. Yes, that, that I remember. She went from just being... Uh... Fine. It was just like a, a totally incoherent interview. Yes, yes, totally incoherent. And at the time, she had also been making a lot of very incoherent, strange posts on Two Plus Two, and it was definitely the result of some medication in, she was on. In fact, if I recall, Mister would tell us Two Plus Two actually banned her because they thought someone had hacked her account. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, it was so weird because she was actually like imagining that she was in various places that she wasn't, like that she was in Japan, she was in Chicago, when in reality she was sitting home in Delaware. It, it was the weirdest thing, yeah. but it was it was brought on by some kind of medication that that was causing some kind of uh, mental effects on her. And uh, I have to guess that Diane Sawyer probably was going through the same thing and uh, and probably didn't realize it at the time. Do you think, what were the chances, just, I mean, I know that they're going to be astronomical, that Sean Fanning had something to do with Diane Sawyer's meltdown last night? <laughs> well, I, if he could get it up when he was with her, then uh, <laughs> probably no. But if, if he had his usual problem, then probably yes. Rolls and obviously, shout out to Sean Uh-oh. Fanning's Uh-oh. dick. Would go for t- Oh, I, I was trying to read a little bit about Diane Sawyer, you know, do research during our show, and yes. I got one of those uh, autoplay things. I hate that. I hate when you try to go to a website and you get an autoplay thing, especially if you're somewhere that you don't want noise at the moment. You know, you're 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 near people who are sleeping, or uh, um, you're you're doing a live radio show, or there's many just there's many times where you're at work. You're like, you just want the computer to be quiet, and you go to a site where you think you're just reading a news story, and then some obnoxious thing. I, I hate when there's like really like loud, obnoxious music at the beginning. Or even now YouTube these days, you think you're just going to play right uh, you know, into a song or a clip and that damn advertisement comes on for 15 seconds. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't like that either. Yeah, yeah, that... Total. total. Now, I, I guess, you know, I, I don't know if, if this is how you like this show to go. We really don't have a routine, but uh, I don't know. Usually when we start off, I'm fresh and all these little tidbits are in my mind of various different topics. And one thing that I was just thinking and, you know, we won't talk about anything long, is Mark McGuire now officially, and as you reported before it became official, the hitting coach for the L.A. Dodgers. Could you briefly 
tell me what, what's your feeling on that? Well, uh, I think he came a little bit late because uh, the Dodgers were like eighty percent on steroids back in '03. I think he's like ten years too late on that one. But uh, but but seriously, you know, he's the Cardinals have hit very well during his tenure as a hitting coach. Now they also have some hitters who are just very good. So you could say that it was just the hitters themselves, not the hitting coach. A lot of times the hitting coach gets fired or gets credit based upon things he can't control. If the hitters just aren't doing well, just aren't good, or were once good and aren't anymore, they get blamed. So if the team hits well, the hitting coach looks like a genius. But, uh, you know, he wanted to be close to his family in Southern California, so he came to the Dodgers. Uh, I I don't think it's a huge game-changer, but uh, from what I've seen, he he did a decent job over in St. Louis, so, uh, you know, hopefully that helps a bit. They did have some offensive problems this past year. Uh, anyway, um, I um, I was mentioning Brandon that tonight we're going to try to reach a few celebrities. They didn't go into any detail, but I did say that uh, we are going to be trying to call some legitimate celebrities tonight, and might get through to them. Brandon, you here? Yeah, I'm sorry. I was okay. I, I muted because I'm I'm so afraid I'm going to be accused of nose breathing these days. <laughs> that I just very constantly muting my mic. Just uh, you know, I have the ceiling fan on again. Okay. Which, yeah. But well, um, you, you might also, as well embrace the nose breathing. I was breathing. curious myself. You know, since it was posted, I guess we we can openly discuss it. Uh, there was a revelation after we had uh, Stephanie on the radio last week about what was occurring while she was on radio. Druff. Um, is there now? Is there going to be a follow-up segment on that? Well, this actually didn't occur while she was on radio, but I, I should update it. Oh, I uh, thought it did. Okay. No, but uh, it was the next day. But I might as well explain it. Um, for those of you that listened last week, and we had uh, angry Stephanie on, the uh, the friend of Ken Scalers who was always ab- abuses him. We had her on last week, and um, her roommate Genevieve, who is an actress in L.A., reported on her Facebook the very next day that something really strange is going on in her apartment right now. And that one day she'll tell everyone, but right now she doesn't want to say. So I got it out of Genevieve what was happening there. And apparently what was happening was that a Coke dealer who looked like Fat Albert, this is the way Genevieve described it, was having very noisy sex with Stephanie in the other room in exchange for cocaine. So that uh, angry Stephanie you heard last week on Tuesday, very next day a week ago, was having sex with a Fat Albert lookalike who is a coke dealer and gave her coke after you know after they did the deed. And apparently it was very noisy, and Genevieve got to hear all of it through the walls. So uh, that that was going on last week. Uh, Brandon thought I meant that it was happening like. <laughs> yeah. During radio, but it wasn't. I thought maybe that, that's why she was so quick to get off radio. No, 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 no. But, uh, you know, uh, apparently this isn't even that uncommon. I've heard that Stephanie has been with other guys for drugs in the past. So. Um, Natural Born Hustler is asking in our chat, she's so loaded, why doesn't she just buy it? And, of course, he means loaded with money, not drugs. She's actually not loaded. The problem is... She's rich in condo, but not in cash. I guess she inherited a fully paid-for condo, but not much cash. So that's why she doesn't pay for it herself. Also, she really is the cheapest person I know. I mean, if you think I'm cheap, you should. if you think Kessler's cheap, you should uh, meet Stephanie. It's unbelievable how cheap she is. So it, it's crazy the lengths she will go to. And in this case, the widths that she would go to, to not have to pay. 
<laughs> so, anyway, uh, let's let's talk a bit about uh, Chad Ellie, even though he's not going to appear on the show. It's still a big story in poker, and uh, I'll I'll talk about that. And and yeah, I obviously we had an election last night, and Obama won. Uh, I'm not going to use this show to really talk politics in in how I feel about Obama or the Democrats or all that. I mean, you you guys probably know that I'm a Republican, and but I'm not going to. This is not going to be like a political show because I I don't think this is the time or place for it. Uh, so the only talk I'm going to really have about Obama uh, tonight, and it'll come a, a little bit later, will be how this affects the online poker fight, and also why I feel Romney lost. I'll, I'll say that as well. And uh, Brandon, of course, is welcome to chime in uh, whenever he wants regarding his opinions on these topics as well. But let, let's talk about Chad Ellie first. Chad Ellie, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, was busted on Black Friday... And the main charge against him had to do with getting the Sunfirst Bank, his role in the Sunfirst Bank in St. George, Utah, processing poker payments for Full Tilt and Poker Stars. Chad Ellie ended up pleading guilty, but making uh, pretty much a slap-on-the-wrist sort of deal to only get six months in prison, despite the massive amount of processing he was involved in. Now, Chad Ellie, prior to getting busted, was actually living a pretty sweet life. Uh, Brandon, are you familiar with Destiny Davis? I am not. Destiny Davis is a... Sounds like someone that should be working at the Rhino, though. Well, you're close. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Destiny Davis is a former Playboy playmate. Oh my God! I just yeah. I mean, if your name's Destiny, you're probably gonna be a stripper. I or, agree. Uh, when I heard that, I just... thought she was a stripper, but it turned out she's a former Playboy playmate, uh, Destiny Davis. And um, if you want to see and see a picture of her, very very hot in my opinion, at least uh, as of this picture, which is taken in 08, which I, I realize is with I realize with girls, especially ones that are kind of involved in a a faster lifestyle, four years can be a world of difference sometimes, but still. Um, this is a picture of her in 08. You can go to the Scam Scandals and Shadiness forum. Look at the thread entitled Busted Poker Payment Processor Chad Ellie Shows Up. And uh, right near the top of my first post, you'll see a picture of Destiny Davis. Uh, he was m- married to her. Or not, he was engaged to her. They actually got married the day after Black Friday. you got to give Chad credit. I mean, like, he gets busted. Black Friday happens. His life is ruined. And he's like, oh, no problem. I'll get married tomorrow. And did. So April 16th, 2011, he married Destiny Davis. Uh, he got a slap on the wrist sentence of five months despite processing $3 billion worth of transactions for various poker sites and having a large part in getting the SunFirst Bank to be complicit in processing these transactions. So anyway, he's going to actually go to prison, federal prison, in January. Right now he's a free man awaiting the January sentencing date you know that he's going to have to is go it a sentencing and, date or is it that's when he has to surrender by well that, that's what I mean he, he has to surrender on that date and, and go to prison so okay. I, I, I said it wrong yeah so um, not sentencing date the date of his sentence should I say so anyway he's going to surrender in January but in the meantime he is on Twitter tweeting up a storm and the main things he's trying to get across are the following Uh, First of all, there were a lot of respected legal opinions before he got busted that his payment processing was actually either legal or going to be ignored by the DOJ. 
So, and he was posting some letters from various lawyers. That I don't know if it was addressed to him or just letters that he had been sent of opinions that basically he's fine doing what he's doing. And so he's pissed off at those people for giving this advice that turned out to be very bad. Number two, Howard Letterer is a lying piece of shit. Unbelievable. I know you guys trusted everything that he had to say in his Poker News interview. But uh, he claimed, Howard I'm talking about, that he did not meet up with any payment processors. He said he did once at a party. Yeah, he did. So uh, Once uh, at a party. Y- you know, Chad Ellie did not agree with that statement. And uh, Howard's response to Chad Ellie was, I don't have all the facts. I, I don't know. Nope. I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I have no recollection. I'm just speculating now, so I just don't, you know. So I don't know. I remember sometime in the afternoon. I don't even know when. I don't know. I don't know. But I don't know. I don't. So that was his response. And when asked about uh, did he ever meet with any payment processors, you know, Chad Ellie said, you're not telling the truth about this, Howard. You have met with payment processors. And Howard said, no, you're right. I, I did. No, mm-hmm. I don't know. But I don't know. I don't know. I have no recollection. I remember one time at a party. Yeah, that's, that's the only time. <laughs> that's ha- my favorite part, Trev. <laughs> that's the that's only time that Howard actually ever met with payment processors. But no, Chad Ellie said that's not true. Um, Ellie's very first tweet, his virgin tweet on Twitter, quote, I never met with a payment processor, dash Howard Letterer. Interesting, Howard. Do you not remember the meetings we had? What about New Year's Eve five-hour meeting? So I guess Howard forgot about a five-hour meeting on some New Year's Eve with payment processor Chad Ellie. Now, I did hear rumors that since it was New Year's Eve, it was actually at a party. No recollection. I remember one time at a party. At a New Year's Eve party for five hours with Chad Ellie, I remember. But no, he... uh, uh, Howard said he didn't meet with payment processors, but Chad Ellie saying completely false. I, I met with you for five hours on New Year's Eve one time. Uh, then he posted various uh, legal opinions. Uh, this was something that actually came from... Uh, um, so first he posted a, a letter from Peter King and Barney Frank, two congressmen, urging delays in the UIGEA. This is from October 2009. Then he posted a letter from uh, Catherine Hanway, who is for, of the firm Ashcroft Hanaway, John Ashcroft's firm, uh, that says, As a result of the scant legal authority interpreting the application of UIGEA and the Wire Act to online peer-to-peer poker and processing related to transactions, blah, 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 uh, we believe the argument that neither state, neither statute governs online peer-to-peer poker will prevail. In our opinion, the processing of transactions on behalf of online peer-to-peer poker operators does not violate either the UIGEA or the Wire Act. So that was from Catherine Hannaway that he posted that basically said what he was doing processing the transactions was uh, not violating anything. And then he posted another uh, memorandum from Aiken Gump from uh, a lawyer named Tom Goldstein saying at one He's point... A Jew. Yeah, surprising for a lawyer. But... Uh, <laughs> uh, Talked about how uh, it said uh, transfers of funds related to online poker that are conducted accurately and transparently, including through accurate credit card coding, and pursuant to any license required for transferring money are lawful. So he, he's posting these things saying, look, guys, I, I'm not a criminal. I thought 
I was actually not breaking the law because I got these legal opinions that said I wasn't. Now, do I believe that? No. I believe he did get these legal opinions. I, I believe that uh, he was a little bit nervous about what he was doing, and he consulted certain uh, lawyers or or, uh, or got got things from other lawyers or from from friends who would contact lawyers or business associates who had been in contact with lawyers and, and got these opinions and thought, okay, you know, Catherine Hannaway, she's respectable, uh, you know, respected in the profession. Uh, Tom Goldstein, he's Jewish, he had to know. So uh, I do believe that he convinced himself that this was legal. Because there's, there's legal opinions about everything. You'll always find a lawyer saying that such and such thing is actually legal when it's really illegal. Unless it's something that's really blatant. You're not going to get a lawyer saying robbing banks is legal. But something that's kind of murky, like processing online poker transactions, it's not hard to find certain attorneys who are going to say, yeah, it's fine. But I have a feeling that this was kind of hand-picked. I have a feeling he had a lot of different opinions, some which were saying it's fine, some which were saying, don't do that, you're going to get busted. And he's only posting the ones that said it was fine, because what do you want to believe? That what you're doing and making a ton of money doing is illegal? Or that it's legal. Of course, you want to believe it's legal, so you continue doing it. Otherwise, if you stop because you're afraid, you stop making all the money, and you stop pulling hot chicks like Destiny Davis. Because uh, I, I think I think if Chad Ellie was broke or just middle class, I, I think the chance of pulling a girl like Destiny Davis is pretty small. The, the closest thing I think we have to a lawyer here at PFA... Besides, of course, our esteemed uh, Alvin Finkelstein. One step, I'm just getting a message here, uh, who attended almost half a semester of law school. He, he's saying it's illegal. <laughs> but I'm sorry, go on. So, uh, anyway. Uh, so, Chad Ellie was he was kind of like half trashing Howard Letterer and half defending himself. I, I think he just, he wants everybody to feel bad for him. He wants everybody to say, you know, Chad Ellie really got screwed here. Chad Ellie was just processing payments, thought he was doing something legal and got caught up in something that uh, he didn't realize was wrong. And um, then he started doing something even more interesting, and that was starting to expose other people involved in Black Friday, because I think Chad Ellie is upset that he got busted and certain other people who were just as guilty or more guilty than he was have skated free. He's obviously mad that Howard is walking around with no uh, legal charges against him, and rightfully so. Uh, he's also mad about a guy named Jeremy Johnson. And that's a story by itself, Jeremy Johnson. Uh, Brandon, do you remember a big-time fish on Full Tilt? I, I doubt you played with him. I never played with him. I think he played nosebleed games. But uh, his name was Janetti 22 I do not know that, no. Okay, well, he lost a million point, $1.5 million on Full Tilt. According was this a, a no-limit hold'em player, or... Uh... Yeah, I think he played the nosebleed games. Oh, no limit. Okay, yeah, I I would not know who that yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. So so um, full tilt confirmed in February 2011 that Janetti 22 lost 1.5 million, and Poker Table Rating shows him losing about a million. And uh, who is Janetti 22? Well, it's a guy named Jeremy Johnson, and he was very much involved in the Sunfirst Bank processing payments for Black Friday, and. He is a he's an infamous telemarketing fraudster. He was in charge of a two hundred seventy six million dollar telemarketing scam. He lived in St. George, Utah, 
and was actually friends with the Attorney General of Utah. There's a picture of them taking a about to take a helicopter ride together. Very uh, sweet picture of a, of a nice date between the Attorney General and this uh, telemarketing fraudster. But anyway, $276 million telemarketing scam where basically you would sign up for non-existent services that, you know, they'd advertise, you know, sign up for such and such thing that's free. You'd sign up for it, give your credit card, say that if you cancel within 30 days, you don't get charged. Well, not only didn't you get the service, they wouldn't accept your cancellation and just keep billing your card. They ended up ripping off people for $276 million worth of these bogus charges. That's pretty big. Willie stole. Yeah, Jeremy stole. Yeah, Jeremy <laughs> so, stole. So, so Jeremy, uh, in addition to being a telemarketing scammer, and this was outed at the beginning of 2011, and he got busted by the Federal Trade Commission, uh, he also was a gambling addict. He lost at least $1.5 million on Full Tilt. He lost money on Poker Stars. And he lost a lot of money playing live in Las Vegas. Not just poker, but other games. Uh, at the time, the story was only of interest to the poker community because this was a big-time fish in poker who dumped a lot of money on Full Tilt and Poker Stars, especially Full Tilt, and it turned out that money was stolen from the people of the U.S. through telemarketing scams. Well, I always wondered about the St. George thing. It just seemed too coincidental to me that St. George is involved in so many different things having to do with shady stuff in poker. So first, Travis Maycar, Russ Hamilton's right-hand man, who came on our previous show. They say that, Druff, they say that St. George is a poker processing capital of the free world. <laughs> it pretty much is. <laughs> when, when you think of payment processing, you think of St. George, Utah. <laughs> and for those of you that don't know, St. George is actually the closest city in Utah to Las Vegas. It's a, right out across the border if you drive uh, north out of Las Vegas, like northeast. Uh, it's about uh, about an hour away. But uh, St. George, first we had Travis McCarr from St. George. Now, he wasn't involved in processing, but he was involved in the whole UB scandal. Then we had uh, this Sun First Bank in St. George that was the center of all the Black Friday bus. And before that, we had this Jeremy Johnson, who was also in St. George, who up until now was only believed to have just lost money that he got through telemarketing scams when he played poker. But he didn't. He wasn't directly connected to anything that involved crime having to do with poker. Just uh, it was someone who lost stolen money while playing poker. But I always wondered. The St. George thing is a little bit coincidental. How come? It, how come it's always St. George? I, I wondered. And I wondered if he did have any connections to the Sun First Bank. But there was no evidence. No one had ever discussed it. So I, I just assumed it was a coincidence. Well, it wasn't. Turned out that Jeremy Johnson and Chad Ellie were very much in business together. Now, I don't want anyone to believe that Chad Ellie was involved in telemarketing scams because he wasn't. Chad Ellie did not know this was going on, apparently. Um, but what happened was um, Chad Ellie was asked about meeting with uh, when he met Jeremy Johnson. And Chad Ellie's answer was I remember one time at a party <laughs> And that pretty much was the truth. He, he met him at a conference in Las Vegas. Uh, and um, it turned out each had something that the other needed. Chad Ellie was already processing a lot of payments for Poker Stars in Full Tilt. So he had the connection to the poker sites. And he was very well respected by the poker sites, Chad Ellie. And Jeremy Johnson uh, had the connection to Sun First Bank. 
So Chad Ellie's like, crap, I, I have poker sites that want to process all these payments and we can make so much money, but it's so hard to get these actually processed by a bank. And Jeremy Johnson said, I have a connection to a bank, but I, I don't really know what to do with it. I, I don't know, you know, I have this connection, but what can I get out of it? So they got together and said, hey, why, why don't we get the SunFirst Bank to process these transactions? Now, Chad Alley's already been busted for this. He's already been busted for his uh, connection to the SunFirst Bank and all the payment processing he did, and that's why he's going to jail in January. He pled guilty. But Jeremy Johnson has never been arrested and never been charged with these Black Friday-related crimes. He has been busted for what he did with the telemarketing scams, but that's completely separate to all the poker stuff. The only way it's not separate is in that um, one of the companies they founded together called Elite Debit was actually one of the companies that was scamming people. So Elite Debit was both scamming people in telemarketing and processing poker payments. Uh, now, unfortunately for Chad Ellie, even though he did make a lot of money and, and got a really hot wife out of the whole thing, he didn't get all that much out of the whole partnership with Jeremy Johnson, who apparently just stole from the company and, and looted the company. And uh, so the, Chad Ellie really got nothing out of all that other than just association with, uh, with someone who would eventually bring him down. But um, it was a jointly owned company. Uh, this is from an article from Haley Hintz, who's a very aggressive investigative poker journalist. She uh, aggressively covered the AP and UB scandals. She is one person who will always come out and report the truth, or at least what she believes to be the truth, uh, regardless of who it's going to piss off. She's made a lot of enemies in the poker world. She's actually gotten threats from people, legal and otherwise. She doesn't care. She's just like a, an attack dog. And I like Haley for that reason. She just uh, she wants the truth to come out. She wants the criminals to be known. She doesn't give a shit. She doesn't, she's not afraid of you suing her. She's just going to just keep churning out these articles about the seedy side of poker. So this is what she wrote about Chad Ellie and Jeremy Johnson. Uh, Ellie attended one of these online marketing symposiums in Las Vegas where he was introduced by mutual friends to Jeremy Johnson, who at that moment in time was recognized as a telemarketing giant. This is before he got busted. Uh, Ellie had a major client in PokerStars and was searching for banks to help with processing, and Johnson had a secret connection at a bank, the doomed SunFirst Bank in St. George, at the heart of most of the Black Friday allegations. The two grew serious about business possibilities in 2009, and in October of that year started a company together called Elite Debit, with the two businessmen closely closely linked to Johnson, uh, serving as the company's managers and the other Johnson Associates in supporting roles. Ellie supplied PokerStars as a client with Full Tilt coming on board in 2010. Johnson and his friends supplied the bank and the two sides were to split the profit 50-50. So it was supposed to be a 50-50 split on uh, what they made together with this elite debit company, but uh, um, Jeremy Johnson basically ripped off Chad Ellie. But what's really annoying Chad Ellie here, and the reason he's coming forward with this stuff about Jeremy Johnson, is that Jeremy Johnson just Never got busted for this. He, The weird thing was, he bribed John Campos, a vice president at Sunfirst Bank, with $20,000. John Campos pleaded guilty to accepting this $20,000 bribe. So we think if you have John Campos, who's going to be going to prison for accepting a bribe, that the guy giving him the bribe would also be in trouble. And that person who gave him the bribe was allegedly Jeremy Johnson but he was not charged. So Chad Ellie going off about that, and uh, as more comes out about this, I will let you guys know both on the forum in the Scam Scandals and Shadiness section and on this radio show. And hopefully when we have Chad Ellie on, 
uh, we'll hear more about Jeremy Johnson and uh, his antics and, and what else he did in, in relation to online poker. But a uh, very interesting story, in my opinion, about uh, Jeremy Johnson, the notorious telemarketing scan- scammer, who was involved in all this poker payment processing and somehow skated free on that. And, and nobody can t- really figure out why he wasn't charged, because they have plenty of evidence to do it. The same thing happened. I know it's not really the best comparison uh, with Jeremy Giambi. <laughs> Who also, he doesn't live in St. George, Utah, but not too far away in uh, Henderson, Nevada, Druff. Did you know that? That the Giambis uh, both maintain residences in uh, Henderson. No, you, you got to give Jason Giambi credit. I mean, he he's still playing. After, yeah, uh, that's that's on. What is he about? Forty one now. Yeah, yeah. Like how is after he gets busted for the steroids and it looks like his career is going to be over and it looks like his inflated numbers, you know, was all a result of the steroids. And you're like, okay, this is definitely a guy you're not going to see still playing when he's forty one, but he's going to be forty two actually in January, and uh, I think he's going to still be playing for the Rockies. He, I mean, he's only on a part time oh. role, but still. Yeah. Anyway, mm. uh, back back to poker. Yes. So that that happened, and uh, we'll let you guys know about both Chad Ellie, what more he reveals. Uh, he did an interview with uh, Diamond Flush. Uh, I, I was kind of sad to see today that uh, he met up with Quad Jacks in person today. I, I don't know if they're going to be doing like a video interview with him or an audio interview, but... Um, well, even uh, if they did, we already have experts. Well, I was, was going to mention there, yeah, I, I, yeah, I haven't I mean, even played it yet. I haven't even tried to play already, it yet. It's but, already got leaked out. But, but someone actually just emailed me an MP3 of the interview. I'm not sure if it was video or audio, but this was actually... This is about 20 seconds of Chad Ellie talking with uh, Marco Quadjax. <laughs> so I look forward to seeing more of that. gets old. <laughs> so anyway, um he really did meet with Marco Quadjax though today. And uh he's met meeting or speaking with on the phone with with Diamond Flush who runs that uh Diamond Flush poker site that they uh report on a lot of these scandals. So we'll be hearing more from Chad Ellie. I think he just uh I think he wants to spill his guts before he goes to prison. I think he feels like he got screwed that um, he's taking the brunt of this. He's going to prison. He's known as the payment processor. He's known as the bad guy. And a lot of other people are getting off scot-free. Why doesn't Howard have charges against him? Why doesn't Jeremy Johnson have charges against him about this? Why Why only Chad Ellie? Even Jeremy Giambi. Yeah, Jeremy Giambi. Even he skated free on this whole thing. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, why is it only Chad Ellie? Why only yeah. Chad Ellie? And uh, you know, I don't believe that Chad Ellie's innocent. I don't believe that. Do you he just didn't think there's a lot of politics involved in all this? Well, it just seems really arbitrary as to who's being charged, who's not. I mean, it's weird. I, I don't know why they're not going after Howard and and this Jeremy Johnson. You know, he there's a picture of him taking a helicopter ride with uh, the Attorney General of Utah. So maybe he got a favor done for him. Uh, Haley Hintz is suggesting that. There is a territorial dispute between the Department of Justice and the Federal Trade Commission where both of them wanted the bust related to this and neither wanted to cooperate with the other because they both kind of wanted credit for it. So then this just kind of never happened. They both were like... Hey. So I, You're I don't saying know. Haley Hintz hinted this? It was hinted by Haley Hintz. <laughs> wow. 
wow. that uh, that the DOJ and FTC hinted to each other they each wanted the bust and neither wanted to cooperate. So, you know, let me just ask, and, and years ago, you know, I guess we can even go back to like 2005, 2006 at the height of this. Did you? I mean, I, I know obviously not to this extent, but did you have the forthright to see any of this coming eventually? Like this major of a meltdown? Uh, meltdown of, of what? Or just what's happened. I mean, just, just all these, all this shadiness, you know, all these arrests, all these Oh, sites, yeah, yeah. Just, I, I knew, I knew just, it was eventually I mean, coming. everything the way it is. I yes, mean, yes. Pr- obviously, probably not to the extent, but just, you know, with the payment process and all oh, the yeah, corruption. Yeah. And did you really think one day that this would all implode like Yes, did? I, I did. In fact, the only thing that surprised me is how long it took. I thought it was going to happen earlier. I thought, I really thought... For a long time, one day we're going to wake up and find that uh, these sites have been busted. Uh, the only thing that made me think maybe it won't happen was because it took so long. I, I thought they've known about uh, Poker Stars and Full Tilt for so many years. How, how could they not have been busted yet? Maybe they're just not going to do it. But but for a long time, I, I really was thinking that this was going to happen. And uh, I, I thought that if it happened, we'd get our money back because we had NetTeller as an example where the company got busted and they paid a gigantic fine, but we got our money back. It, it was a delay, but we got our money back. So that's why I continued playing online poker, despite knowing that this would probably occur one day. Uh, it did take me by surprise when it happened because it had been so long. It was one of these things you kind of get like a false sense of security, like, okay, I, I think if it hasn't happened by now, we're safe. So Right. Yeah, that's how I felt as well. Uh, anyway, um, getting to our, our next topic here. On, on our agenda. Uh, let's talk about President Obama being reelected and um, how that affects online poker. There's already a lot of uh, statements about this from various sources. But uh, I'm sure everybody saw last night that Obama not only won, but won by a greater margin than expected, winning Florida, winning Virginia, winning Ohio, where he was expected to win, but uh, did so in an easier fashion than uh, people thought he would. Got a lot more electoral votes than expected. Basically, it wasn't as close as it looked in the polls. And, uh, you know, I have to say, part of the reason that uh, Obama won again was because Romney just wasn't that good of a candidate. He, uh, he, He really only turned it up at the end, kind of starting from the first debate. And then even then, he couldn't gain from the momentum that much. He, he he rocketed back up in the polls thanks to the first debate, and then kind of stagnated. And- I, I think, and, and of course, I'll let you interject. Any, ch- in my opinion, at least, any chance that he may have had of pulling an upset and uh, winning any of the swing states died when Hurricane Sandy happened right before the election. And not only from from everything I've seen and read was it handled and, and he was pray he was praised and FEMA was praised for the action that that you know the president took and uh, you know the federal government but uh, Chris Christie the governor the Republican governor of New Jersey has been a long uh, adamant critic against Obama went as far as to praise him openly for how well he handled it and after that and, and the way that went down so close to the election I really thought that that 
that was just the final nail in the coffin. I mean, I mean just I knew then and there that there was absolutely no shot Romney was going to win. Yeah. I well, mean, do you think that played a role in any of it? I mean, that that's what I think. But you know, I'm not going to sit here and pretend and you know say that that I am up to date and I read as you know as much and I'm interested in as much as politics as you are or others that post here. I mean, I do read papers and you know I am somewhat educated on uh, you know politics and what's gone on. But in my in my eyes, that played. You know, even if it was a minor part, a part in it. Yeah, I agree. Think? I agree it, it played a part. I think that without Sandy, that Romney still would have lost and maybe even lost under, by the same margin uh, by electoral votes. But, uh, you know, the thing is, Romney was never ahead in the polling for Ohio. He was never ahead in the polling for uh, Colorado. Uh, or maybe a few polls had him a tiny bit ahead there. But he, he, was really, he really needed too many things to happen together that we're looking less than a 50-50 chance. It was like it was like a parlay full of underdogs he needed to hit in order to get elected. And um, well, see, money just does that every Sunday. So, yeah, you know, well, that's a, you know. if he had been part of the wormhole, that would have been a different yeah. story. But uh, <laughs> you know, uh, he just had to have too many things go perfect to end up uh, winning. It's kind of like the Dodgers at the end when they needed to not only win a ton of games in a row to make the playoffs, but they needed the Cardinals to lose. And it just right. it was just too little too late. And that's But I, I still think though he put the fear you know, the fear of God into Obama. He did. I mean I I really you know, I really think Obama woke up and, you know, wasn't like you know, four years ago when he when he went against McCain where he, he basically knew he wasn't gonna be arrogant and cocky, but his advisors and everyone was telling him, you know, probably from the onset of the the, the election once the primary against Hillary was over, he was gonna cruise right into this thing and win. You know, that uh, he was he was scared. I mean, he really. Yes, he was concerned after after the first debate. They had the most oiled, well-run machine in terms of getting uh, minorities to vote that had never voted before, getting people to turn out. I mean, just it was from what I've read, and you could tell me if I'm wrong here. One of the best-run campaigns, and I'm not just talking about you know the, the Obama directly, but just the different states that that. You know, the Democratic parties at various states in terms of, like I said, fundraising and specifically getting the word out and getting people to vote and getting people registered that had never voted before. And they all turned out. Yeah, they they did do a good job with that, with with getting out the vote and, and you know, overall the – oh, did we have one of these Skype errors again? I, yeah, I, ju- I just heard – it sounded like a guitar. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to look for that, like uh, – Whatever that error is, I forget what that is. When we got last, and, and the other thing, Jeff, and I only briefly read about this. Some of the other uh, politicians that were running out—I don't know if it was a senator, uh, I think it was—that made the, the, that comment about the rape and you know abortion in, in terms of you know women being raped and getting pregnant, and he supported this guy even you know. And then afterwards, that backfired. I mean, all that stuff. There were so many gaffes. Yeah, there were. And, I mean, there are a lot of serious gaffes that just that the guy wasn't going to overcome. Yeah, there were, there were, and the, that was the problem was that uh, Romney wasn't quite ready for the uh, rigor of a presidential campaign. There's just a a lot of things you have to know to do and know not to do, and and he made a number of mistakes along along the way. And uh, like that whole thing with the 47% thing that got recorded. I mean, you got to be careful when you make speeches. You have to know in this day and age that anyone could be secretly recording it. So even if you think you're saying something that the audience is going to appreciate, you've got to be careful that if it gets out to the general public, that uh, if it's something you don't want the public to hear, you don't ever say it where anyone can hear you say it. And that was unbelievable to me that he could make that speech. And the only thing 
comparable that Obama did that wasn't as bad was that speech about uh, you didn't build that, and that was dumb too. But but at least at least he was trying to say something that he thought he was proud to say, and then turned out you know, the way he phrased it uh, made him look very bad. But uh, you know Romney, even though what I agree with what he said there for the most part, and, and what he was basically trying to say is there there are certain people in this country that uh, that don't pay taxes, that uh, count on government handouts, and they're never going to vote for me because I, I'm going to be the one trying to bring that down. I'm going to be the one trying to uh, make these people go to work to stop getting as much free stuff. And if you know those people are never going to vote Romney, so let's forget about them. Let's concentrate on the people in the middle who I think I can appeal to. That's what he's trying to say. But but it came out really badly, saying that there's 47 percent of the country that he's not going to want to represent, and that's you know, that's you don't want to say there's 40, the bottom 47 percent of the country. Uh, you, you don't want to be criticizing that large of a group of people when you want to get elected president. It's just crazy. You don't ever say anything like that uh, in public, even if you think you're speaking to friendly parties. So uh, ba- basically, uh, Romney wasn't quite ready for this, and. The Republicans need to put someone out there who not only is ready for a, a political campaign with this much scrutiny upon it, but also somebody who uh, doesn't have an association with any kind of religious fundamentalism, someone who uh, ha- their major concerns are something that the general public can relate to. Concerns about taxes, concerns about crime. Uh, concerns about national security, all these things that the general public, average Joe, can relate to and say, you know what, I agree with you more than I do with the Democrat, because what you're saying makes sense, and it's something that kind of resonates with mainstream America. They need to resonate with mainstream America, and if they can't connect with mainstream America, they're going to keep losing. And it doesn't matter if they, you can get, they keep trying to throw up these conservative candidates that they, you know, certain conservative Republicans love, these candidates are useless to you unless they can actually win a general election. And that's why it's a joke that, in my opinion, that Republicans keep throwing up these uh, these candidates for Senate who who have no chance, who uh, who are fanatics, who say stupid things about rape, who uh, make other ridiculous comments, and who really only appeal to the very, very conservative minority of the base, but will get trounced in a general election, even in a, an area that's traditionally Republican. So Republicans lost Senate races in North Dakota, they lost in uh, Missouri. They lost in Indiana, places they should have won. Places they easily won in the presidential race. But they lost Senate races in those three states. And they did the same thing th- uh, two years ago. They, they threw away three Senate I seats. Mean, and then when you look at the fact that Romney didn't win his home state, the state he was governor, and his vice president didn't win his home state... I mean that that's that's amazing to well, me. That was the first time... Well, you know, time. people say that, but I, I, don't, I don't think that's amazing because... Uh, Really? Yeah, because it it depends upon the political makeup of the state, and and strangely enough, certain states just even though Republican candidates can be uh, for governor can actually win, some of these states just will never go for Republicans anymore in a presidential election. And Massachusetts is one of them. Massachusetts doesn't matter who you are, unless it's like a a, a totally awful Democratic candidate and a superb Republican candidate. 
you're never going to see them win Massachusetts. Even if in Massachusetts a Republican governor can sometimes win. It's just so some states are just never going to go red in a presidential election, and it doesn't matter what the person has any association with. So Massachusetts has just been so overwhelmingly democratic in presidential elections. I don't blame Mitt Romney for not winning there. But um and and even uh you know Wisconsin uh they've been democratic for a long time, even though not largely democratic like Massachusetts, they've been democratic for quite some time too. So I, I didn't I didn't expect Republicans to win there this year. I think maybe in four years they have a shot, but uh, none of this was a surprise to me, and I don't think that is particularly anything to be ashamed of. Just like I didn't think Al Gore had much to be ashamed of that he lost Tennessee in 2000. It's just uh, the home state thing is not what it used to be. You know, back in '84, when uh, Walter Mondale, the only state he won was Minnesota, where he was from. Right, but that's not going to happen again. Now, nowadays, it's not really about where you're from; it's about uh, the trending of that state and and uh, um, what they vote for president. And it's it's gotten much more predictable which states are going to go for uh, which candidates now, except for the ones that are in the middle. So, a- anyway, um, what does Obama have to do with online poker? What does re-election have to do with online poker? Should we be happy that a Democrat won the presidency? For online poker's sake. Like, you, you guys know I'm a Republican, but do I feel mixed feelings? Like, okay, well, at least now maybe there's a better chance for online poker to be legalized. Because I can tell you that online poker getting legalized in the United States would be probably the biggest political decision that would affect my life. I can't think of anything else a president could do or any law that could be passed that, that would affect my life more than online poker being legalized in the U.S. It would be a very big effect on me. And it would be if they outlawed the Internet. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay, but I'm talking about things that could realistically happen. But, uh, yeah, uh, but yeah uh, th- that would be the... If there's a constitutional ban of all sandwich shops in the United States, okay, and uh, the Virgin Islands, from letting people have any sort of condiments on the side... Well, I know one place that wouldn't be affected by that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, if the, if I knew, if, if Romney, or not right, if Obama was going to, was very pro-online poker, and I thought that an Obama, Obama being elected to the White House would really raise the chances of online poker becoming legalized in the next four years, I would actually vote for him. Uh, even, even with a, a disagreement on so many other issues, just, just because of how it affects me personally, I would actually vote for him because it's so huge to my life and to my family's life. But uh, unfortunately, there's not much of a chance that uh, this is going to mean very much. There's there's some opinions otherwise, and I'm going to read some of them here, about uh, how this is good, that it's a good thing that everything stayed the same because not only did Obama stay in office, but the House stayed with Republicans and the Senate stayed with Democrats. So just like in after 2008's election, we had a uh, Republican House, a Democratic Senate, a Democratic President, we still have the same today, and, and will for the next four years, or at least next two, two years. Uh, so the PPA, an organization I really don't like for many reasons, the Poker Players Alliance, a lobbying organization to try to make poker online poker legal, I like what they're trying to do. I don't like the way they go about doing it, and I don't particularly like the people that run it. But uh, they have claimed that they think this is a great result for online poker. They say, this is from John Pappas, the head of the PPA. 
I really think the status quo is the best case scenario for something getting done in the lame duck. He's referring to the period between uh, now and the beginning of January, or the, the middle of January, I guess, uh, when the current Congress, some of them are not going to be there anymore. You know, these, this is the end of their term. So it's considered the, the lame duck uh, session. Anytime the vote gets rocked too much, meaning the House or Senate switches parties or the White House changes hands, the chances of compromise or deal-making in the lame duck is much more difficult, since the parties newly in control have no incentive to cut deals. They would rather wait until they have members of their caucus in place and deal with things in the new year. So he's trying to say that, uh, you know, had something flipped, then um, whoever took over either the White House or the uh, the Senate or the, or the House would say, hey, we're going to be stronger in a few months anyway, so let's just wait a few months. Uh, we're not going to do anything now. We're just going to sit and wait now until we have uh, more of a majority. So he's saying since nothing changed, now, now they can go through with business as usual and actually get things done. That's what he's trying to say. And in general, that's true. I'm, I'm not going to argue with his statement in general about that being the case. Unfortunately, it doesn't really apply, in my opinion, to online poker. Uh, we've had this makeup of Congress and the White House for four years now, and things haven't gotten better, they've gotten worse. Uh, Black Friday happened, it's much more difficult to play online poker today than it was four years ago, and um, I don't really see us any closer to having online poker legalized, even though it is uh, legalized now in certain states. Uh, The White House responded to a petition from the PPA earlier this year saying, we don't support the federal legalization of online poker. We just don't. Sorry. And uh, I just don't see this changing. I don't see what the incentive would be for the next two months that Congress will rush an online poker bill through. I know there's this uh, Reed Kyle bill that they're attempting to pass, but there's been so many bills like it that have failed. I just don't see why this, which is a relatively minor issue to the country as a whole, maybe big to us, it's not big to the rest of the country. Why they will rush this through and get this done in the next two months. I, I don't see it. And uh, Now, I'm not saying that Romney winning would have made things better for online poker. It would have made things a little bit worse, actually. I, I do agree that it's probably slightly better under Obama that as far as support... Is, isn't like gambling one of the rules that Mormons aren't allowed to do? It is, but you know... Um, I don't think that um, from from what Romney's record was in Massachusetts, he just he doesn't seem to be a religious fanatic. He's a Mormon, but he doesn't seem to be a fanatic about it. To where I I don't think that this would be a big issue to him. I, I think from he'd be what, against from what it. I read though, uh, some of his cabinet posts and just other even his chief of, chief of staff, uh, a great deal of what they called quote unquote talent was going to come from Utah. Uh, if he had won in terms of like his staff and, and his closest advisors, and this is what I read uh, this morning, and the majority of those, of course, being Mormons. See, I, I don't know about that, but what I, what I can say is I think he'd be against it, but I don't think this would be a big issue to him. And I don't think, I, I know what you're trying to say, but and I think Obama is kind of the same way. Obama already, you know, his White House already came out and said, we're against legalizing federal online poker. We don't want it. So I think both presidents don't really want this. They're both against it. But I don't think this would be a big issue to either of them. So I I think, I I don't see at this point, no matter who's president, 
any online poker bill that's by itself passing. And also, let's be honest, it's not that the presidents are against it. I, I've never believed in any of it. It's the people that advise them, that are advising them in which stance to take. I mean, if, if, if Obama's closest advisors told him this was a great way to bring in revenue and, you know, this, it, this should be done and it should be uh, done on a federal level, then it would be done. I don't think Obama is sitting there, you know, personally saying, no, I don't think online poker is great and it's evil for you and I think it's evil for this country. It's just the people around him that are telling him that. I mean, do you know what I mean? No, no, I, I, I agree that a lot of it comes from their advisors and they don't sit, sit yeah. around really thinking of it. But, uh, um, yeah, by the way, yeah, I, 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 I agree with your assessment. And, and, you know, it's just, it's unbelievable because, you know, it's like, it's, it's almost like when I was... 10 years old and I knew or 11 and I knew I was going to have sex but I knew it would be a couple years you know that's how like, I, I kind of feel like you know it's going to happen I mean it will happen you know but it's just we're really going to have to sit here and go through all the red tape and wait 3, 4, 5 years until it's done yeah I mean, and, and, and I also think that uh, as I was saying a bill by itself is going to fail and I think the chance there's one of two ways we're going to get there as far as online poker being legalized no matter who's president it's either going to be a reverse UIGEA, where basically they attach a legalization bill, a legalization you know portion to a, an existing bill that no one's going to vote against. So in 2006, they attached the UIGEA to a port security bill uh, a month before a midterm election. Now, who's ever going to vote against a port security bill when, when, at a time the country was very concerned with security uh, a month before an election? No one. So even though a lot of, of people were against what was going on with the UIGEA, they still voted for the bill because it would have been political suicide not to. So I think a reverse of that, where where the attachment is pro-online gambling, I think that's one way to get it done. And the other way would be if we wait some time, if the state rooms, like Nevada and other ones, get online poker rooms running, and if it's done successfully, and if all the fears about it, such as minors playing and all these other unfounded fears, if these are all put to rest, and it seems like these staterooms are successful and no one's getting hurt from it, then this could be used as an example for the federal government. It'll say, hey, you know what? This isn't a bad idea. It's a good way to make some money, and, and you know it's going well so far on the state level. So let's do it. That's another way it can happen. But for it to happen that way, these staterooms, one, have to be successful financially, which is not easy in like small states like Nevada. And, and number two, they have to stay scandal-free. I don't mean they, they can't have any cheaters that they catch, but they, they can't have it where someone from the inside is cheating or where there is some kind of major incompetence that allows uh, something really bad to happen that makes the news. Like You you have to have these rooms competently run and, and uh, marketed well and profitable. And if everything comes out okay, then I could see that as being a good example for the federal government to then draw from and legalize on a federal level, but this will take years to happen. So uh, I agree with Brandon that this is a while away. I wish it wasn't. Trust me, I really, really wish it wasn't. Especially being someone who, who's a father now that, that doesn't have that much time to go play in live card rooms. And I wish I could just go online, play, you know, when I have the time to play and, and don't have to invest all the time to, to drive to card rooms and try to you know, wait for games. And you, you know how it is. If, playing live is a big time investment. I don't have that time to invest anymore. And uh, I really wish I could just play from my home. So, um, what, what, 
I, I that's why I said I don't think it really matters that much this election. I don't think it matters that much who's president, unless we happen to get a president who is pro online poker, and neither of these guys were. The only candidate in this past election, I'm talking going back to the Mason Mellamy's guy. Is that who you're referring to? No, no, not not Gary Johnson. I'm referring to of the major parties, the major two parties, Republican and Democrats. There's only one candidate going back to the primaries who is pro online poker. Do you know who that is? Or was? Uh, it was the Republican. It was it? A, it was obviously a Republican. Yeah. Um. God, I mean, I, I, it's just going to be a guess. I, I don't think. I don't think it was Rick Perry. It was obviously a major candidate. Uh, Santorum. Actually, I'm sorry. There were two. We we actually had two. I'm sorry. I, okay, I go with Perry. Both Ricks. Okay, no, it was Ron Paul, and oh, yeah. that's Damn that's it. easy to guess. Yeah. Newt Gingrich. Oh, wow, I never would have guessed Newt. Newt Gingrich was one of the first people to come out years ago, even before the UIGEA, saying that online poker should be legal. Wow. So, uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, he was never going to win. He had too much baggage himself, and uh, you know, he was someone who would not be able to survive the rigors of a presidential campaign. So, uh, yeah, Newt and Ron Paul were the only two pro-online poker candidates in the Republicans' uh I mean, obviously, I just I just overlooked Ron Paul, but uh, with you not knowing that, would Newt surprise you if someone told you that? Yes, you already, I, I was very surprised that? when I first read it a number of years ago. But it, but it's true. But, it, yeah. but Newt actually does have some surprising opinions on things that uh, he's not he's not just a uh, Republican yes man or just someone who always says what the conservative base wants mm-hmm. to hear. He uh, he really has his own ideas on a lot of things, but uh, he'll never really get elected again. So uh, anyway. We're going to be waiting. The PPA loves to say that online poker is going to be legal soon. This bill has a good chance of passing, blah, blah, blah. They, they're full of crap. They just say this because they want more funding. They say this because they want to continue existing. It's said that a, uh, a living creature's main instinct is survival. And even though the PPA is not a living creature, it operates the same way. It's, a, its instinct is survival. And it wants to survive, and it wants to... Uh, they, they want to keep everything going. And the only way they can do that is by acting optimistic when basically they failed for six years. Uh, I just got a PM from someone. Check this out. I flopped a straight and the pot went to a player with three of a kind. Ha ha. That's not good. <laughs> do we have a bug in the, uh, in the no fraud online poker room? I'll have to change the name Wouldn't, of it. Wouldn't that be ironic if your own poker site is a cheat site? <laughs> the worst thing is... Uh, <laughs> and that I, takes your your whole career of reputation of being honest and, and bringing down the, the fraudsters is all just shattered because your own site is a joke. In our biggest free roll, too. Our biggest free roll. And, yeah, it's Bubbles who told me this, by the way. Well, I mean, obviously he either misread the hand or it's true because Bubbles obviously isn't going to... Send you a PM unless no, I don't think Bubbles is lying. So yeah, either. Oh no, no, I, of course not. So is there? I don't even know. Is there a way to look? Do we got to get that belly buster on top of this? Like, is I there think a way so. To go back he's, to the he's not the, he, I don't even know. I mean, he didn't program this. This this is the uh, same software that uh, oh that runs some other sites that you guys may be familiar with. So it's it's uh, I have to admit it's cheap software. Uh, it's not uh, not the best quality software, but hey, you know it's free. We're not making any money off this, so. Uh, you know, I, I appreciate Bellybuster buying this software and, and running it off his own server, 
But uh, it's not his fault or my fault if, if the software messes up because it's written by a third party and there's no way for us to fix it. What is PFA's official rule now going forward on this? You know, um, I, I hate to say it, but since this is a tournament, in a cash game I would actually uh, say, hey, we can award the uh, the money back to the right party. But in a tournament, uh, since it affects everybody else at the table and everybody else in the tournament, there's no way to go back and say, well, if it had gone to the right person, then such and such. Like, there's no way to if this happens in the middle. So unfortunately, we just, just whatever way it goes, it goes. And obviously this is not, uh, this is not something that's going to, you know, penalize people, it's, it's not going to favor, no one's going to be played, uh, there's no favorites are going to be played here, where, where it's just right. going to happen randomly, so if you, you may gain for it or lose, or lose from it, but uh, whatever it is, we have to just go with it, and if you get screwed out of a pot, I'm sorry, and uh, um, the good news is, they're pretty good at updating the software and fixing bugs, so if this has happened, then there will probably be a new version released soon. Because Belly Buster is constantly upgrading versions, so maybe the version he got has this new bug. So hopefully they will uh, they will fix this. And if you guys can like save a hand history from it or whatever, and then post it to Poker Fraud Alert's uh, forum, then I can have Belly Under Buster... Under the sh- shadiness and scandals? Or didn't mean... <laughs> <laughs> if you want to, post them out in the shadiness and scandals. But the reason to post this is not to make the site look bad, but uh, because I actually want this forwarded over to the authors of the software so they can fix this. So, uh, but but you know what? If this happened, then any other site running this software can happen too. So uh, hopefully it gets fixed soon. And uh, yeah, screenshots would be great too. I don't know if maybe it happened too quickly, but if you have screenshots, please post them. But I'm not, no cover-ups here though. If this happened, I'll admit it. But I, I hate to tell you we can't really do anything about it because uh, uh, the... the Poker Room's only as good as the third-party software we're using, and since it's all a free roll, I, I don't have the... You know, if you guys were paying money to play here, I'd, I'd uh, do something to make it right, but uh, when it's free, you know, you take what you get. You get what you pay for. Absolutely. So, anyway, that's uh, moving on here. Um, let's talk about the Merge Network. Another big story of the week. So, so many stories that came out this past week. The Merge Network... And by the way, for those of you that, that don't like these kind of news-heavy shows, the issues-heavy shows, we are we are going to have some fun tonight. We are going to be doing some things that uh, have nothing to do with poker, and uh, that'll be coming up. But we'll we'll take a break somewhere in the middle from all these kind of like news stories, and then do some other things that are just for fun. So that's coming up soon. But uh, the Merge Network, I want to talk about that. Last week, I talked about. I should say we talked about it, actually. Were you here for that, Brandon? I'm not sure if actually. I, did we talk about the Merge Network, or were you gone at that point? Yes. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I took a, about a five-minute break to get a drink, which I'm about to do now, if you don't mind. Okay, yeah. But yeah, I, I was here when we, when we talked about it. Okay, so anyway, the Merge Network, last week we announced disabled player-to-player transfers. There was a lot of speculation, a lot of theories as to why and how that occurred, but... Um, it had happened, but nobody knew what the story was. If it was indicative that Merge was in trouble, maybe they didn't have the cash to to uh, pay out, you know, a lot of cash out. So this is their way of stopping it. Uh, there are a lot of different theories being thrown around, and I didn't really know the answer at that point. Uh, a lot of people said, "Hey, you know, Druff, you play on Merge. I know you follow Merge a lot. Uh, you must know what's going on here." And and my response was, "I don't know." I think I, I I think I just responded with something like, 
um, we need to provide this customer a good answer. Yeah, so I tried to give good answers, but I didn't have them because I, I didn't know. But unlike Howard Letterer, I don't know was not a sufficient answer for me. So I did some real research. I have various contacts who have information at the Merge Network. I won't say who they are or what their positions are or how they know these things. I don't want to get anyone in trouble. But I do know various people who have ins to Merge and who can tell me the truth about what's going on. I contacted these people. I put together what they told me. And I wrote up a little report. I wrote up this report on November 2nd at a, 3, uh, 3 o'clock p.m. The report was called The Real Story of the Current Situation at the Merge Network. And it was basically the entire story as to what's going on there right now and why they have suspended player-to-player transfers and what this means for people playing on Merge. Uh, this report was actually very well received. You know, when I write something like this, I never know what people are going to think of it. Sometimes I like I write something I like, and then I, I put it out there, and people think it's crap. Uh, other times I'll write something that I think is marginal, and people love it. Sometimes it does go as I expect. Sometimes I write something I think is good, and people like it. Well, this one I I thought was good, and it got a very good response. But I, I wasn't writing this to be popular. I was happy it got a good response because uh, I, I was glad that I was able to inform people, and I was glad that people felt it was credible. Anyway, uh, got a lot of new people coming into the site to read this. Some are just lurkers, but uh, a lot of people came in. It was actually viewed by about 4,000 people since November 2nd throughout the poker world. And, and this is like a real almost 4,000 people, not the same people reading it, uh, the same 40 people are reading it 100 times. Uh, but I'm going to explain what's going on at Merge. And if you want to see a, a long write-up on this, you can look at the Scam Scandals and Shadiness Forum, the, the real story of the current situation at Merge Network, which is the name of the thread. But basically, uh, for those of you that don't know, the Merge Network is a it's the largest U.S.-facing fo- poker network right now. They have over 30 sites worldwide, and all these sites on Merge play at the same tables. So... Uh, no matter what skin you're going through, that's what these, these sites are called, skins. No matter what site you're actually on, they're all feeding into the same place where you're playing against people who are on other sites that are all feeding into the Merge Network. That's what a skin is known as. And uh, so the Merge Network is like 30-plus different skins. Uh, they've been around for a while, but they really grew. They really became notable after Black Friday because they were the largest site to stay offering games to U.S. players after Black Friday occurred in April 2011. Now, on November 1st, 2012, just six days ago, the Merge Network ended player-to-player transfers. You could not send money to other people on Merge anymore through the site. And this alarmed and angered many people for various reasons. Reason number one, made it harder to deposit and withdraw money. Why? Because Merge, right now, you can't even deposit with a credit card. It's it's very hard to deposit on there. And cash outs, you could do one check a month for a maximum of $2,500, and it's slow. It takes like two months to get. So, and and you can't request another check until your existing check has been processed. So, this, this is 
really, really slow to get money off of Merge, especially if you have a lot. And to get money on is, is difficult unless you want to deal with Western Union. So the way people got money on and off Merge is through player-to-player transfers, because it's easier to deposit and withdraw money from other countries. The, the difficult stuff I was talking about just now was from for U.S. players. Non-U.S. players could use things like money, bur- money bookers and other e-wallet services to get money on and off Merge pretty easily. So what was happening is on 2 plus 2 and other places, people were trading money, merge money for cash, and that's how money was getting on and off the site very easily. Well, can't do that anymore if you can't transfer money anymore. So that's a big problem. Problem number two, some people suspected that this is done because merge was cash poor and that they, that they didn't want the non-U.S. players cashing out for U.S. players because they couldn't afford it. So this is a way to decrease the number of cash outs because they didn't really have the cash on hand to pay. That was suspected as well. Something else was suspected, that this was some sort of power play, so Merge could direct all the traffic over to their larger skins. I'm talking about like Carbon Poker, and PDC Poker, Aced Poker, uh, Play Aces Poker, that they could direct the traffic to those skins, which are either owned by Merge or owned by former Merge owner Carbon, and get people off these smaller skins, so they can make more money. And, and why would this move people off of uh, you know the smaller skins? Well, because the larger skins are coming out very soon with a new cashier that will have a lot more options for depositing and withdrawal, which the smaller skins will not have when that comes out, which would be very soon. So there's a rumor that this was a way to kind of force the small skins off the, off the network. So there's a lot of arguing and fighting going on on 2 Plus 2. Everybody accused everyone else of having an angle. The people who were defending Merge were accused of being affiliates or employees of Merge with an incentive to keep everyone thinking good things about the network. The people who were putting down Merge, saying that they're in trouble, that they're about to go broke, they were accused of being uh, either just panicky people with no real knowledge or purposely trying to steal uh, steal traffic from Merge and bring them to other networks like uh, Revolution or, or wherever. So... I'll tell you where I stand. I am not a Merge lover or a Merge hater. I've played on Merge as recently as October. I don't have anything against Merge. I, I think they've done some stupid things, but they I, I don't think they're a bad company. I, I don't uh, I, I don't think... It's not like I, I think really bad things about them. It's not like I'm anti-Merge like I was anti-UB. And I'm also not pro-Merge. I'm not an affiliate for anyone. I'm completely unbiased in this situation. I have no reason to either defend Merge or to trash them. I just want to tell the truth about them. I mean, I always want to tell the truth about these things, but I I don't even have an agenda to where one result will be beneficial for me. So, here's what I found. And, um, by the way, after this, we'll take some phone calls if anyone wants to call in, and then we'll do our our other segment of uh, one of our little fun segments. Uh, Basically, First, you have to understand the way the merge skins work. Um, how does it work? If you Let's say you're on carbon poker, and the person you're playing against is on RPM poker, and you win a pot against him. If you're on two different sites, how does it work, like, on the back end? You know, you win his money, technically, but, like, how does merge work it so the two different sites can uh, balance their books properly to where the money goes to you on your site and away from the other site? Well, it's done through a process they call reconciliation. This only happens once per month. And uh, basically, Merge, which is the network, and, and the skin, which would be like a, a site like Carbon Poker, RPM Poker, whatever, 
they they every, once a month kind of settle up with each other of whoever owes the other money. So uh, merge takes all the money that the skin adds to the network, such as deposits, positive adjustments, tournament overlays, rake back, etc. And then they add the money subtracted from the player balances by by the skin, such as withdrawals, negative adjustments, rake. And if the added money is greater than the subtracted money, then the skin has to pay merge. And if the subtracted money is greater, then merge pays the skin. Now, I know that's a lot to think about, but uh, what I'm basically saying here is that uh, the skin is able to add or subtract money to your account. And, and whenever they do that, it, you know, it, ha- it has an effect on the network, and they settle up for the whole thing at the end of the month. And whoever, you know, if the skin owes merge, the skin pays merge. If merge owes the skin, they pay the skin. Now, who's taking the bigger risk here? Well, obviously, Merge is taking the bigger risk because they're the biggest entity. They're the biggest company. Some of these skins are tiny operations, tiny one- or two-man operations. So if Merge owes the skin money, they're probably going to pay. If the skin owes Merge money, Merge has to kind of hold their breath and say, oh, I hope they pay us. So um, earlier this year, Lock Poker, which had a lot of scandals of its own, left the Merge network because Merge got very nervous that Locke was going to owe them a ton of money and not be able to pay. Because Locke was having a tournament series that was only open to players on Locke, which is unusual for Merge. Usually things are open to everyone. This is a Locke-only tournament series, and uh, it had $2 million in guarantees, so if Locke didn't meet these guarantees, uh, they would end up owing this money back to Merge. And Locke was uh, Merge was afraid that Locke would end up owing them a lot of money if they didn't get a good response to this uh, tournament series. And they said, hey, I'm sorry, we, we just can't let you take that risk on our dime. So Locke got angry, and because of some other fights they'd had with Locke, Locke left Merge on June 1st and, and bought the Cake Network, which is now called a Revolution Gaming. So that's, that's a bit of history. Now there's, there's nine, there were nine major skins on Merge out of the 30. When I say major skins, I mean the skins that have a lot of players, where uh, a lot of the other skins just barely have anyone and are pretty much a non-factor. The big nine are Carbon Poker, or should I say were. Carbon Poker, which is still there, they were once the owner of Merge, but now they're not anymore. They sold Merge to Sportsbook.com. Yes, Sportsbook.com actually owns Merge Gaming right now. So they own the Merge Network, Sportsbook.com. They bought it from Carbon Poker, who is still on the network. They're still the biggest skin. And they're on very good terms with the old ownership, or the new ownership, should I say. So Carbon and Merge, even though they're not the same company anymore, very, very close to one another. Lock Poker was the second biggest skin. Some people even said they rose to number one at some point, but they're no longer on the network. They're gone. So they're not a factor in what's going on today. Ace Poker and PDC Poker are both owned by Carbon. They operate as if they're independent, but they're all owned by Carbon and uh, pretty much all the same company. Then you have Play Aces Poker, which is at uh, two different sites, sportsbook.com and playersonly.com. So if you have accounts at Sportsbook or Players Only, then you play on Play Aces Poker. Two different skins, actually, both called Play Aces. And these are actually owned by Merge, because Sportsbook.com is Merge, PlayersOnly.com is Merge. Same company. There's Black Chip Poker. Now, I said Black Chip Poker should actually have been called Black Ops Poker, because their real player base, their claim to fame, was from getting players to switch over, high-volume players to switch over from other skins over to black chip and they would give secret rakeback deals in order to do it. When I say secret rakeback, 
Merge had a requirement that no skin offer more than 30%, 35% rakeback. Even if the skin said, hey, I could offer 50 or 60% rakeback and still make money, Merge says, no, you can't do that. Most you can offer is 35%, and the reason we have this rule in place is so skins don't try to steal players from each other, which is known as poaching. And that affects the reconciliation? Well, um, it, it doesn't affect the reconciliation, but uh, they, just, they, they just don't want one skin stealing from another. So they uh, so so they say thirty five percent maximum rake back. This way, you don't have an incentive to switch skins. And if you're on one skin, you say I might as well just stay here because I can't do any better anywhere else. The problem was, sites like Blackchip were giving secret rake back where they give the standard thirty five percent and then would send you a separate transfer to make up for the difference of the secret amount. So if they let's say Blackchip agreed to give you sixty percent, you'll get your standard thirty five percent, but then you'll also get a additional 25% either adjusted into your balance or sent to you as a player-to-player transfer. So Blackchip would offer this under the table to people, and people would ditch their skins that are following the rules. Like, let's say they're on Carbon. They say, well, yeah, why should I be on Carbon making 35% rake back if I can make 60% of Blackchip? So, uh, also Blackchip was doing something called backdoor uh, cash-outs, backdoor withdrawals. A backdoor withdrawal is something where instead of using the standard merge withdrawal system where you have to get sent a check and you have to wait a month or two months, blah, blah, blah. In this case, the owner of the skin just takes money out of your account, sends you a wire personally, and that's it. And you've got your money. It's fast. It's for unlimited amounts. Obviously, it's a lot better than the regular cashier withdrawal process. So Blackchip was doing that too. A lot of other skins started doing this as well. So, but... Um, Blackchip was also doing that, and that was another big appeal. Uh, they weren't doing it for everyone, but for the high-volume players, pretty much every skin agreed to these backdoor withdrawals. You also have RPM Poker, which uh, generally pay- played by the rules and was frustrated by the poaching that was going on. Uh, they had a lot of their players poached by Blackchip and Locke when Locke was with the network. Uh, they did come under fire somewhat for buying player funds through 2 plus 2. They made like fake accounts on 2 plus 2 and, and were buying their own funds at a profit. So they, they did come under fire for that. Uh, then we have Hero Poker, former sponsor of our last radio show. They are smaller than RPM Poker, but they still had enough players to matter and round out the big nine. They also generally played by the rules and were also frustrated by all the poaching that was going on by Blackchip and Locke. So uh, basically, uh, what, what was done here uh, were a few things by Merge. Uh, but actually, before I get to that, let me tell you about Felt Stars. It's kind of an LOL story. Uh, do you remember Felt Stars? They they kind of modeled themselves, at least marketing wise, after Poker Stars. Do you remember them? Yes. Yeah, uh, I, I always kind of laughed at Felt Stars, but Felt Stars was on Merge, and they they came up with their own idea on how to be unique and get players, how how they can get uh, their share of the Merge players. Now, I don't know exactly how big they were in terms of players. They weren't part of the Big Nine, but uh, Felt Stars was doing staking, where they would actually stake you. And the concept was very simple. If it, if if you could show felt stars that you were deserving deserving of stakes, then they would stake you, mostly into tournaments. And uh, it was supposed to split fifty fifty with you. At least that's what I believe was the deal. And um, so this way, if you're like an active player, but don't really want to risk your own money or can't afford to risk your own money, felt stars will stake you. And felt stars, the the reason they they did this model is they figured if we can stake winning players. As long as these people don't lose, 
uh, number one, we end up making money on, on the stakeys because they win. And number two, more importantly, they generate a lot of rake. So even if the stakeys break even, we still do very well because they uh, they bring in a lot of rake. The only way we get fucked is if, if people lose and we end up losing all the stakes, then we're in big trouble. But hey, we're just going to pick good people to play and we'll be fine. So that, that was their strategy. Well, they weren't very good at uh, picking who to stake and their stake horsing model failed miserably. So when it came to the end of the month, time for reconciliation, they owed Merge a lot of money. Why? Well, because whenever they stake someone, whether with a tournament ticket or with cash, they're adding money to the network. So if they if they give you a tournament ticket worth, uh, you know, $100, for example, they now owe Merge $100. So if these players keep losing, Felt Stars is going to owe Merge a lot of money come reconciliation time, and they did. So they owed a lot of money, and they could not pay Merge when it came time to pay at reconciliation time. So Merge went down. Merge is, uh, not Merge. Felt Stars went down. Felt Stars is gone. If you go to feltstars.com, you will see the following message. Kind of a funny message. Uh, actually, I guess now it's uh, feltstars.e. It's not even loading now for me. Brandon, try to go to feltstars.com. I think it's I think it's broken. Are you getting it? I think we lost Brandon. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm here. I'm hold on. Um, Feltstars.com. Feltstars.eu. No, fail. Not fail. Yeah, it's, bro- it's just broken now. Well, uh, yeah. a few days ago it wasn't broken. Basically, the website admitted that they're they're out of the poker market. They're done. They did not give the reason. They did not say because we were idiots and we staked a lot of terrible players, and we went broke. But that's what happened. They staked a lot of people who didn't deserve stakes. The stake horses performed poorly. They couldn't pay Merge. Merge had to eat what happened, and they were done. So Feldstars was done. Now, there's a reason I'm telling the whole Feldstars story in relation to all this. Um, basically, Merge, they, they, they looked at everything and said, we have a few problems here we've got to solve. Number one, the poaching issue is just getting worse and worse. Uh, black chip is poaching players. Locke used to poke players, poach players even more than black chip was. So, so skins that were playing by the rules were bitching to us constantly. Like they, uh, there was a lot of infighting between the skins. The ones that were getting poached from were so angry and saying, "Merge, you got to do something about this." And, and Merge kind of didn't want to get in the middle, but but they were finding that they had to. They were finding they had to do something about the poaching and the secret rakeback that was going on, because uh, there was going to be like a mutiny of of their skins. Uh, number two, felt stars. That is a big expensive lesson to merge in risk management because basically, felt stars was staking its players with merge's money. Because whenever how many how many by the way I'm I'm just looking at uh, the the one they only have one link that's open. Every other link for felt stars is is already is a dead link. It says you're all can't be found. So I'm looking at their official link. And how many felt stars team pros can you name? Oh, uh, where's their link? I can't even find it. Uh, the only link they have that is actually active is feltstarspros.com. Oh, okay. I'm just looking at it in uh, <laughs> Scott Fishman. I mean, that guy just gets sponsored by whoever. No, I'm, t- I'm he, telling you. He's, he's, yeah. I mean, Jesus. No, Scott Fishman would go play $40 tournaments at these crappy rooms yeah. in Vegas because they'd pay his buy-in. they go, oh, you're, this is the Scott Fishman uh, whatever poker tournament. This, this I'm actually kind of surprised. I'm looking at some of these names. uh I mean, Lauren Kling, it's not a huge name, but uh, Devilfish is a, is a, was a sponsored pro. 
Uh, Jan Schwartz of November 9 fame some time ago. Yeah, uh, it is a long list of names. Like uh, even uh, even the guy who beat uh, Jacks Eric Crane heads up in uh, at the Limit Hold'em Shootout last year and ended up winning it in 2011. Uh, Justin Petchy, he's a sponsored player. Not exactly a big name, but uh, was a sponsored player. Yeah, it was anyway. Uh, so Felt Stars has. Uh, Hit the skids. Yeah, they had a launch Schwartz. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Stars has hit the skids. But uh, Merge, they, they felt that they can't let that happen again. They, they can't let skins just add whatever money they want to the network. Because if you were a skin on Merge, you could just like add whatever you felt like to the network, and they just trust you could pay them. I, there may have been some limit on it, but uh, you know, the, the problem was they didn't, other than maybe having some limit, which I don't know if they did or not, Skins like Feldstars could just keep adding money to people's accounts, uh, just kind of on credit, like this, so they can pay at the end of the month when reconciliation time happens. And then if the skins couldn't cover it, oh well, you know what can Merge do it about it? They can, they can kick them off the off the network, but that's it. So they realized they couldn't allow this to happen anymore. They realized they can't let these skins just add money to the network that they may or may not really have. So they had to change the reconciliation model after the Feldstars disaster. Uh, number three, uh, the whole skin thing was just starting to look like more trouble than it was worth. Uh, there was too much infighting. There was that that fail with felt stars. Um, what what they really wanted at this point, they realized what the best thing would be for the for the merge network would be just to have everybody either on Carbon PDC or Ace Poker, which are all the same company, the former ownership, or Play Aces, the current ownership. They they wanted to direct all the players to those skins. Because those skins aren't going to be causing trouble, they're not going to be complaining, they're not going to, not going to be cheating them. This is just really where they wanted everyone. Made it a lot easier on their lives here at Merge. So, uh, that was also what they wanted. Finally, and this wasn't a major thing, but it was just another concern, they were a little bit worried that the player-to-player transfers would become a problem for them because sportsbook.com is a sportsbook. And I bet you can't name any sportsbooks where you can transfer... To other players. I mean, Brandon, I don't know if you've done much sports betting online. Um, I, I've never had the need to, because since uh, you know sports betting became prevalent online, I've lived in Las Vegas, and I'm literally a mile away. So I've never. I mean, what's you know what's the need when I could just go safely bet and then retrieve my money instantly? Yeah. Well, anyway, they they just don't allow transfers at sportsbooks player to player because. Uh, um, apparently that uh, brings up a lot of money laundering concerns. Yeah, a, I don't even know into this day and uh, this day and age what the climate is for sports books anymore for Americans. I mean, are they, are they still a number of reliable sports books that are that are doing business in the U.S.? Uh, there's ones that are doing business. Reliable, uh, a lot of them aren't, or some are only. What I'm saying is, there one that is just, uh, you know, just the known or the no. safest. No, but okay. there's there's some that are there, and like you can even still do it on Bodog on this Bovada. You know that's they're still fairly safe to bet on. Uh, but but anyway, yeah, they realize that they don't want to be the only sports book in the industry that you can transfer funds between each other between players, and they don't want to become the, the even a bigger Department of Justice target than they already are. So they figured we also might as well get rid of, rid of it for that reason because they're about to actually make carbon sports where you can bet uh, maybe it's even made already where you can actually bet on sports through carbon and even if without that still 
merge itself is sportsbook.com. So they just they just thought this is a bad idea to to allow these player to player transfers also for that reason. So they they said we're going to solve all these problems but through four simple actions. Number 1, kill the player to player transfers. Solves a lot of things. 2, stop allowing skins to add and subtract money from player balances. So, so now everything has to be done through the cashier. It can't just be done uh, where the skin can just add or subtract money from anyone's account at will. Uh, number three, um, make a better cashier that's only available to carbon and sportsbook skins. That is, play aces, carbon, PDC. Uh, so this way they have an advantage for those skins over the small skins. And, and number four, to actually pass the withdrawal and deposit fees onto the skins, the ones that still use the regular merge cashier, which is pretty much all of them, uh, that now they're going to start charging them deposit and withdrawal fees to just cut into the skins' profits overall and maybe further force, force them off the network. And and when the skins became unhappy with these actions, they actually were offering these skins to buy them at pennies on the dollar, like less than 10% they were offering to, to buy them. Uh, now, how would these solve the problems that merge? Well, the poaching would become very difficult because how do you pay the secret rake back? You can't do it through a transfer. You can't modify the person's balance anymore from the skin. There's no way to pay them on merge anymore. The only way to pay secret rake back, the only way to give the rake back above 35% now, is to pay the players directly through like a check or a wire, which is very risky, or uh, pay them on another, another network which is inconvenient and tough to do on a large scale, especially U.S. players. I mean, how many places can you play these days? So uh, that would pretty much kill the poaching, and they already have a new rule in place that they implemented a few weeks ago that anyone caught poaching will be fined $20,000 per player for poaching. So between all that, they figure the poaching's done. This also eliminates the risk of another Felstar situation because the skins can't borrow from Merge by manually adding money to accounts anymore. The only way money can end up in accounts now is through an actual deposit through a legitimate cashier. Uh, another thing, the small and medium-sized skins, uh, basically everything except the carbon and sportsbook skins, will lose all their advantages and would have major disadvantages. There would be no more secret rakeback, no more backdoor withdrawals, no more staking, and, and yet they'd have the disadvantage of an inferior cashier. So everyone would probably come to realize this and move over to one of the skins they want them to be. And finally, the money laundering would be tougher because there wouldn't be uh, player-to-player transfers anymore to do that. They, the only way you could to uh, transfer money around would be chip dumping, which is easy to to detect and to stop. So uh, this has already happened. This is not something in theory or that they want to do or they might do. They've done it. It's been done. And um, the basic plan by Merge is to kill off every small skin on the network within six months. So within six months from today, expect the merge network to only consist of Carbon, PDC, and Ace Poker, which are all pretty much Carbon, Play Aces Poker, which is the merge network itself, and maybe RPM Poker and Hero if they manage to survive this whole thing. So I think those two are probably going to switch networks. I mean, when I say I think, I'm just, just watching what's happening there. That's that's what I think is going to happen. Uh, Black Chip Poker, I think there's a high chance they're going to switch networks. So... Merge is going to be very different. They have more than 30 skins right now, but it's probably going to be down to uh, five and from two different companies. 
Now, I don't think Merge is cash poor at the moment. I don't think this was about not having money. I don't think they're another full tilt. They could be. Don't, don't take my word for it that it's safe to play on Merge, because it isn't. Right? Should I say, I can't say it isn't or it, it is. I don't know. Uh, you know, you can ask me all you want. Does Merge have the money in a segregated account? Are they financially solvent? You, you would just be speculating. I don't know. I, I just don't know. For for the for for can 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 so <laughs> so that's that's the story at merge I, I I don't know if they have any money but uh, I don't have reason to believe that they are cash poor I don't think that has changed if they were cash poor they've been cash poor the whole way I don't think this is indicative that they're running into trouble. I think this is just a change in business strategy. I think they, they finally just put their foot down and said, look, we're, we're making some changes here because this we've got a lot of problems here. Not necessarily related to cash, but related to just the, the way the network runs kind of on the back end. So that's what I think is going on there. From all the information I've gotten from pretty reliable sources, that's what I'm hearing. Now, none of these sources have seen the merge bank balance. No one has seen that they're holding the money in segregated accounts. If I had to guess, I'd say they're probably not. To be honest. I I have to think that if everybody tried to withdraw today, Merge wouldn't have the money to pay. But uh, that's just my opinion. But at the same time, I, I don't think that they're about to go under. But you never know. I don't think they're any less safe to play on now than they were six months ago. But uh, no one has seen their bank balances. Nobody has seen any evidence that they segregate funds. So, you know, play at your own risk. But don't think that these player-to-player transfer eliminations are about them being broke, because it's probably not that. Small chance it could be, but from everything I'm hearing from reliable sources, it's probably not about that. It's more about forcing out the other skin, stopping the poaching, stopping the secret rake back, stopping the staking, stopping the borrowing, stopping the uh, potential money laundering. That's what it's about. So that's what's going on at Merge. Pretty sure that's what's happening there. Um, so if you want to see this in more detail, you can look at the Scam Scandals and Shadiness form. Give me the phone number here and uh, take a, cha- a few calls if anyone wants to call in. Otherwise, we will uh, go to our next segment, which will be a little uh, entertainment segment. But uh, call us 775-FRAUD-55, 775-372-8355. Make sure to show your caller ID before calling in or you won't get through. But wait, what if you're trapped on a mountain somewhere? What you can you, call us on our Mount Charleston number, Druff. Yeah, what if what if you're sitting in the cold and the last thing you want to do is call some number at 775 uh, from a pay phone and pay a dollar a minute? You don't want to do that. No, you want to call our mountain number. <laughs> the top of Mount Charleston, you can reach us. I'm not kidding about this. 702-430-1808 is the Mount Charleston number. You will call that, you will reach me. I'm not on Mount Charleston right now, but I have a number there. 702-430-1808 is the phone number in Mount Charleston, 775-FRAUD-55, 775-372-8355 is our main number if you wish to call in. Um, I'm getting word in the chat room that, uh, well, what the hell, I'll, I'll, I'll give it the appropriate music. 
you know, the city of St. George, Utah does not have a lot to be happy about these days. They, they just get it. They're ashamed of the people coming out of there, the news stories coming out of there. But they have one thing to be happy about today. They have beaten the Lakers, 95 to 86. The Lakers now 1 and 4 on the season, and 1 and 12 if you count the preseason. Pretty brutal for a team that was expected to just dominate and seriously challenge the Miami Heat in the finals. Pretty bad. All right, let's let's. We have a caller coming in. Uh, caller, hello. Hello, Gruff. You know, I thought it was you. This is Delaware, isn't it? Yes. I'm just listening to your show, and I I read that uh, article you wrote today. It was a very good article. Well, thank you, Delaware. On what's, March. So what's what's going on with you? People haven't heard from you in a while on the radio. I know you're one of our uh, our older listeners, our, our older forum posters. Uh, what, what's going on with you right now? Are you playing poker these days? No, I haven't. Uh, not since Black Friday. Really? Uh, I don't think I'm talking to Druff, am I? No, you are. This is Druff, yes. Oh, okay. But I've noticed, I always look, and you've never endorsed a site to say, Put your money on; it's safe. Well, it's because I Which can't. Which I so. think is a, when you do that, then I'll probably uh, go to that site. Yeah. Well. But, um, uh, yeah. Uh, I. So, so Delaware. Uh, first of all, I appreciate that you trust me that much. That if I give my endorsement, you'll play there. But yeah, you know, since Black Friday, uh, all sites are a risk. Everybody would. Yeah, all, all all sites are a risk at this point, and that's why even though I I play on merge sometimes myself, I'm not going to put myself out there and say, hey, it, it, it's safe to put your money there because uh, I don't know, I don't have any proof it is, I don't have any reason to believe it is. It, it could be or it could not be, and I'm willing to take the risk of no, my money. But you know, I, I don't want long terms, but for cash outs and. Uh... Everything. It's uh, it's just. Uh, I guess it's better to go play live. Yeah. So, you so know, Delaware until t- it gets straightened out. Ha- have you been playing live? I I play a little, but I have so much trouble with my back and legs. It's uh, I can can't play long enough to make it worth going to play. And how old are you, you now? Know, four or five hours. Sixty-five. Sixty-five. Wow. Okay. So, are are you getting uh, Social Security yet? Oh yeah. Oh, all right. That's good. And uh, yeah. now I, I've heard that you have a problem logging in to this and other sites. Uh, what happens when you try to log into this site and you can't get through? What, what message? Oh, do you I get? have no trouble with this site. Now. Oh, okay, okay. I uh, uh, like uh, don't down. Uh, I can't get in there. Okay. <laughs> well, you know they. Uh, uh, I don't know what happened with that deal, but I can't get in there. Yeah. Well, a lot of us don't know they what happened don't. with that deal, so. You're not alone on that one. So, so yeah, Delaware, I'm, I'm happy you can get to this site, and I'm happy you're, you're listening and, and you're still around. And I you know, I remember a few years ago, uh, a lot of people, including me, thought that you were dead. So I'm, I'm glad that you're still oh, alive yeah, and kicking. I'm old, I'm old enough to be dead. Yeah, but no, definitely. I mean, uh, all of us are old enough to be dead. Anyone can die any time. But, yeah, you know, Delaware, I just you kind of disappeared for a few years, and it just it really seemed like you were gone. I, I, I used to tell people, I think Delaware's dead. And then just one day you reappeared, and I, I, I thought it was a fake Delaware at first. And then, no, it turns out no. the real guy, still alive. Yeah, it's the real guy. But like I said, uh, when you find it good, then I'm smart enough to know you're way ahead of, of this on me knowing what's going on, and 
uh, when you don't endorse anything, uh, I'm not playing. All right. Well, I appreciate that, Delaware. And uh, I mean, you know, uh, uh, I'm sure a lot of sites would have loved to have you endorse them because people would flock to them, but it could make you look bad. Yeah. No, I'm not going to. You're not going to put your reputation out there for that. No, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. I, I already made the mistake once with Peter DC. I'm not going to do that again. So. Uh, <laughs> so. Why? Okay. So uh, your that was great information. Oh, you get a lot of great information on your uh, on this site. Oh, thank, great thank you. Thank you. So, uh, and, you know, and what so, Delaware's talking about, he's talking about the scam scandals and shadiness forum, which is kind of like a, the serious part of our forum. The, the flying stupidity right. areas, that, that's that's more of just people messing around and, and fighting and all that. But uh, scam scandals and shadiness, that's that's where all the like real poker information, especially about... Uh, that wakes you up. Yeah. So, so if, it, if that's the you stuff... You know what I mean? It wakes you up. Yeah. Because you're ahead of it. Yeah, you so get your finger right on. Yeah, thank you, Delaware. So that's that's well, what he's talking when about. You, uh, like I say, when you, uh, which, whenever you want to uh, uh, put your uh, mark on one, then that'll be the one that I would go to. Because I, but right now I'm like I don't trust that that they could go down any time. This merge is big. Yeah. I mean, why would why wouldn't the Department of Justice not say let's knock this one off? Yeah, well, that that can happen any time. That's what I've I've said. Yeah. At any point, uh, they could be preparing a case against merge right now as we speak. We don't know. Like, uh, um, sometimes you just don't know these things are along until they just happen. Now, like full tilt, there are actually some signs. But do you think they'll get it within the next year or two? Uh yes, I think I think within two years that within two years it'll probably be gone. Yes, that would be my guess. Yeah. Well, all I gotta do is just live a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I'm never gonna make a mistake. I won't make the mistake ever of, of wrongfully assuming that Delaware is dead. I'm always gonna until I see a death certificate. I'm gonna believe you're alive. Oh, if something happens to me, my wife knows to call uh, to get on here and tell you. Okay, so I you know what I I have to. I, I just have to make sure that uh, you know if if the call comes in from this 302 area code phone number, and I, I've just got to hope and pray when I answer the phone that it will not be a female voice because that that will mean that Delaware. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, you know what the worst? I, I had a situation like this. I I had an ex girlfriend that uh, I, I stayed very good friends with over the years. A, a ex girlfriend from like 20 years ago, and uh, in in 2006, her ex her not ex husband her husband who didn't like me very much called and left me a message and told me he needed to talk to me. And I knew that was a disaster. I knew if he was calling me and telling me he needs to talk to me, it's one of two things. Either she's seriously injured or seriously ill, or she's dead. And sure enough, she had died. Right. So like I, she I, died. So it was such a strange thing, because when I got that call from him and that message, the first thing in my mind was, I hope she's laying in the hospital really sick. That, that was actually my right. thought. Like I actually hoped someone was very sick. Because I knew that was probably the best case scenario, and it turned out the worst case scenario was true. So, so I hope I don't get such a call uh, from your wife. I, I hope Delaware lives a, a very long life here. And uh, well, I'd like to live to be able to play again. I did win one tournament with eighteen thousand four hundred eleven people in it. Wow! On full tilt, they paid. Oh, well, it's only three thousand dollars, but they paid you. Yeah, that was good. You know what? Uh, Delaware, I I have to say, even I am concerned about not living long enough to play online poker uh, legally in the U.S. So, you never know how long it's going to take. Yeah, what are you forty? Are I, you forty I, yet? Yeah, I'm forty. You are forty. Yes. 
Yeah. Well, you got a long way to go. When yeah, I, I was forty, so. I was just get rolling. I, I hope so. So, all right, all right. Uh, th- okay. Thank well, you for the call, Delaware. I just wanted to say that your show is a good show. It's the best show out there right now. All right. You and two plus two, uh, but I I look at yours more because I know a lot of the people. You know, I know some of the people. And uh, Todd, I have trouble with that one. It, it says set back three or something. I don't know what the hell it does <laughs> when I get on there. Well, okay. I'm glad I my site's on, working for you. It does something. I'm glad my site's working. Okay, thank you for calling Delaware. Thank you for listening. You take care. Have a good evening, right, thank sir. You. That's Delaware, the a, uh, a legend on these uh, yes. forums here who's been around for, for quite some time, both on these forums and on this earth, 65 years. He was, When I was born, he was already 25 years old. So. Uh, and for many years, a lot of people thought... Hello? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought I got disconnected. For many years, there was a myth that he didn't really exist. Yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he was a dupe. Do you remember until the... You know, that's been said about a lot of people. It was said that he was fake. It was said that Michael was fake. And you can laugh at this now because they're both so well-known and so credible at this point. But, uh, yeah, people thought that both Michael and Delaware separately did not exist. And two, I, I, I know at least two four members have met him in real life. I know Vegas... One three six nine and I believe Weissman both have met him. Oh, I didn't know Weissman met him too. That's funny. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I would have liked to see like Weissman and Delaware together. I would have loved to see like a video of that. That that would have been an it interesting would have been video. Interesting, yes. Yeah. So uh, so anyway, that's Delaware. Anybody else wants to call in before we go to our next segment? Seven seven five three seven two eight three five five or seven zero two four three zero eighteen zero eight. Want to say hi to Beebs Nine Dizzle in the chat. And uh, if we don't get any calls, uh, mm-hmm. Brandon, I'll let you introduce this next segment since this was your idea. Well, I, I mean, should I explain what happened? You want me to explain what happened yesterday? Sure. Ex- explain whatever you'd like to explain. All right. Well, yesterday I was at uh, Caesar's Palace here in Vegas, and I tried to get to a restaurant in which I had to go through uh, the registration area. And... Uh, there was security. I saw cameras. It was, I mean, and it just it was a mass amount of people, and, and something huge was going on. So the restaurant that I wanted to go to was really, really close, and I just wanted to walk through and, and get in there. And there's security everywhere, and they would not let me. So I asked what was going on, and they told me they were filming a Caesar's Palace commercial. So I said, "All right." I was with Steve, the bodyguard. We ended up taking a very long route uh, to get to this restaurant and after getting to that restaurant then realizing that they were basically closed because of this shooting uh, I saw that I saw the whole entire cast or at least the the three main principals from uh, both Hangover movies and Mm. for those who don't know they're filming right now as we speak Hangover 3 and it's being filmed at Caesars Palace that's uh, amongst other places I'm sure but that is where they've been camped out now for three weeks and uh, obviously, I was very, very insulted that they lied to me and, you know, tried to tell me that some Caesar's Palace commercial. And what I do also know is that they're, I don't know, obviously, the plot or the dialogue of the movie, but they have been filming scenes up in uh, a suite in Caesar's as well. So I guess that gives you somewhat of a premise that there's some kind of shenanigans are going to occur. So uh, that is what happened. And I was very, very upset about this. And I started calling Caesars this morning, uh, trying to get a hold of the principal characters of The Hangover. 
So, uh, I, so, so who did who did you ask for this morning? This morning, uh, I called uh, Bradley Cooper and Zach uh, Galifianakis. Did, did you try Ed Helms or uh, Justin? No, I did Martha not try or, Ed Helms. Or, no. or what about Heather Graham? She's in. No, it. I did not. Yeah, I, you're right. I heard we that should, she is. We in. should try to get a hold her. of Heather Graham. So, when I called, I was originally connected to uh, <laughs> immediately to Bradley Cooper's room, and it went to voicemail. And then I tried calling Zach's room, and then they connected me immediately to some like woman that just answered. I said I was Ari Gold, and I need to talk to. Uh, <laughs> You're Ari I Gold. To, I need to talk to uh, Zach right away. It's very important. And they told me that they gave me a number. Okay, I guess let me type this in Skype. And they said this is a number, or this is a person that is connecting all family of the cast. That has emergencies <laughs> with actors and people that are part of the show. So I don't know who's going to answer. Oh, jeez. I, I have no idea where this is going to lead you off. I did not call the number. So, but, so, uh, so two things we can do here. We can try to call up the celebrities, the ones who were in Hangover Three, and just start asking for them through the <laughs> Caesar's operator. Just and obviously not go through it with the same operator, but just call back a number of times. And ask for a different celebrity each time to see who answers. Now, of course, they have to be in their hotel room. And and one thing unfortunate about trying to reach people in Vegas is that people don't spend much time in the hotel room because there's not much to do in the room other than than sleep. So right. Uh, so uh, you have to get them at the right time. Now, fortunately, it is 9:30, and I think they start a lot of this filming early. So it is possible that uh, you know. Well, the other thing is 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 other than Bradley Cooper, which they connected me to his room. Uh, I I would assume. Most of these celebrities are staying under assumed names, especially if they're known to be there. So I found that kind of odd. But I think we should call the 818 number first, Druff, that I just okay. sent you in, in Skype. And uh, I don't know. Do you need to, We need to come up with a premise of who you yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, we do. And, uh, and by the way, do you know Heather Graham is, is 42 years old? Yep, yep. Almost 43? It's, it's amazing. So. It looks pretty good, too, yeah. for her age, huh? Yeah, almost 43. Looks good. All right, so let's. Uh, I'm gonna call this number. Yeah, we're gonna come up with a premise. In fact, I I told my girlfriend about this mm-hmm. you know, be- before the show, and her first question was, well, "What if you get one of them on? What are you gonna say and who are you gonna be?" <laughs> and I said, "You know what? I haven't thought of that yet. It's like I was just so focused on trying to get one of these people on our show. I'll like get there and like, yeah, this is Bradley. I'm like, uh, uh." Hello, Colonel Nigel Fabersham here. Like, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, you know, like, uh, should I be Colonel Fabersham? Should I be just, should we just be ourselves and say we're a poker fraud alert radio and do a, uh, you know, or just an internet radio show? You know, if we don't want to say poker fraud alert, we want to make it sound like, you know, some, you know, Hollywood radio show or something like that. Like, do, do we want to let them know they're on a radio and see if we can, like, goad them to doing an interview? Or do we just come at, come at them with a premise uh, uh, about being... Uh, some reporters or, or doing I think some we should be I think, I think we should uh, be that that one station that we were when we uh, interviewed Coolio based <laughs> in, in was it Ridgefield or what was this city Ridgecrest? in, in uh, California Ridgecrest California yes that's who I think we should be okay now what, what should we what should the premise be though we've got to be uh, we've got to have a uh, reason for the call to them just, just to ask them like, what it's like filming there. We've got to come up with some good things to ask them. Hmm. Like, we probably won't reach anyone, so I don't. Well, want to Well, that's spend too the thing. Time, I think but... we're going to spend way too much time trying to talk about reaching them. We're not ever going to even reach them. So I think. Um, but I guess in the, in the event that we do, uh, I mean, I guess we could have them on and, uh, with the premise of that that we're just we want to promote their movie. 
I mean, they're always those guys are always wanting to promote themselves. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. You know, I, I should try that. to ask if they'll come to Ridgecrest and that we'll take them with a free meal at Sizzler. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's call well, let's call the eight one eight number first. Okay, now, now, now which one should we try to reach Caesars. when we call this? Who should we be asking for that we want? Uh, I, I mean, I think the biggest. Who, I, well, I mean, they're all they're they're all A list stars, but uh, I don't know. Out of the three, who do you prefer, Druff? If you had to speak with one of them, who would you prefer? Huh. I'd probably go with with uh, Zach Alfranakis, but I, I could Bradley Cooper probably sounds. I mean, all of them. Ed Helms. I, I don't know. <laughs> all right, that's that's. Uh... And what do you think? But, but aren't they going to ask like why we need to speak to them? What what are we going to? Yes, tell the we have to come up. This is what this is what you do, Druff. Yeah. You're on, quick on the spot and. Well, yeah, I, I got to think about this. Is this supposed to like. This is like a number to reach them like in an emergency. I don't, I don't want to be too cruel and say something like, uh, you know, someone you know died. Or I, I don't want to be an asshole like that. But uh, at the same time, I want to get them on the phone. So, uh, um, Well, Zach just got married like about three months ago. So we could be one of Zach's... We'll see. That's a problem where they're probably going to hate us from the start. We could be one of Zach's uh, wife's in-laws. <laughs> we gotta find out. You know, I mean, I don't know. I should have prepared better for this, but I, I didn't uh, to get like a backstory. Yeah, I, I wish we didn't have like this gatekeeper. We could just get them and start talking. Here, here, we have to come yeah. up with a backstory. I know that I know. They either worries them or or will get us rejected. And uh, yeah. uh, let's see here. Let's, we got to come up with something that's kind of like innocuous, but at the same time, we'll get them on the phone. Let's see. Uh, the chat room has any ideas? Uh, feel free to uh, yeah, absolutely to spit it out. Um, what we should say? I mean, we could we could. Definitely. Okay, well, here's one. We could, if you could do a Steve Carell voice, we can call Ed Helms and say you're Steve Carell and you have an emergency and that you need to get. I mean, something like that. I don't know. I'm, I'm just thinking off the cusp here that you want to be on the season finale of The Office or something. You know, see, Steve Carell left. Uh, that could be it. Um, Maybe that is a good idea, like an opportunity or something. That to get the- <laughs> an opportunity. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. The, uh, yeah, maybe we can say we're calling from the office, and that uh, we want we want one of these actors to be in like one of the uh, season finales. That might be a good idea. Hmm. The X Factor saying Todd Phillips is director of the Hangover series. He did a pretty good job at the World Series of Poker a few years ago. But we really wouldn't want to talk to Todd Phillips. Yeah, yeah. No, we were shooting higher than that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Jay Stat saying maybe I'll go to Caesar's Palace and quarter Zach Alphanakis to make a short film with me. Thanks, Drexel. Well, they're going to be there for a while. They're going to be there for at least another week, from what I was told. So, um, I don't know, Druff. This is a tough one. This is it really a tough is. one. We got we to know what we're going to say here. Um, so we're going to get some gatekeeper on this eight one eight number, and they're going to say, "Who do you want to talk to, and why do you need to talk to him?" So we got to... okay. They, they immediately connected me before, so let's just try this. I mean, this will just. Uh, be kind of like our preempt, and we can wait for more answers from the chat. Call Caesars and just ask to be connected to Bradley Cooper's room. Okay, yeah, we'll just we'll start. So that actually here. that actually worked for me. We will start uh, easy time. and then and get harder. Yes, kind of, kind of like a tournament. You start with the low blinds and you move up. Yeah, absolutely, like a like a smooth tournament. Yeah. Do you need a number for Caesars? No, no, I I, I have it memorized. I do. Okay. The next yeah, available sure. agent will sure. be with you momentarily. Sure. <laughs> Sadly, I do. This is Veronica. I'm at Richard Kong. Uh, hello, I'm kind of Nigel Fabersham. Hey, can I speak to uh, Bradley Cooper, please? Whom I'm, I'm sorry? Uh, Bradley Cooper, B R A D L E Y C O O P E R. Okay. 
B R A. D and the first name. No, no. His, his his okay. His last name is Cooper. C zero zero P E R. And his first name is Bradley. I'm looking for his Bradley, room. Bradley, thank you. Um. Thank you. One moment. All right. What if it's a different Bradley Cooper? What if it's a different Bradley Cooper? What the hell's with this music? Coming soon. The Hangover 3. Bigger. Better. And more hanging over than ever. This is a story of a man and his chihuahua. Her? Uh, yes, what is yes. the, do, you, do you have the room number? Ah, uh, bollocks. No, I, I don't have the room number, unfortunately. He okay, one moment. Let, uh, let me see if I can pull it up, okay? Hold on. All right, all right. One moment. Oh, shoot. He's in Caesars. Okay, one moment. But I, I thought I called Caesars. Yeah, this is Caesars, but we're uh, nine casinos, so. Ah, oh, bollocks! All right, it's uh, We do nine casinos. Uh, That's okay. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to find it like this. Hold on. Just, just um, just off the top of my head, you you sound familiar. Were, were you ever in the um in, in the movie The Hangover, the original Hangover movie? Were you were you ever in, in that as the desk the desk clerk there? Was it what? I'm sorry. Were, were you ever in the movie The Hangover as the desk no. clerk? No, no. You, you no, sound I like someone I worked <laughs> with at one point. All right, no, never mind. No, I wasn't. You know, um, I show him. Oh, he he is here. Okay. Yeah, yes. You know what? I think I show here that he canceled. What? Yeah. Oh, he, he told me to call him. He's he he told me I'm I'm coming all the way from London. He he tells me to call him there and have him pick me up from the bloody airport in McCarran. He's gonna bring me over to the set. And now now I I don't know where to go. Who to contact? Your room number. Did, did, what, what was that? Okay, one moment. I sh okay. One moment. Hold on. Can you check the phone, Leo, again? Make sure he's really there. Ring it. Yeah, go ahead and ring okay. it. Okay, yes. one moment. Sir. All right. Cancelled. There's a bunch of bollocks. One moment. Two men in their endless quest to connect to Bradley Cooper of The Hangover 3. Will they succeed? Will they fail? Find out tonight on another exciting episode of Poker Fraud Alert Radio. I love this music. I feel like I'm on an adventure. Sir, uh, yeah. I show that he, he has not checked in yet, but he is uh, due to arrive, but he has not arrived uh, yet. But th th this is rather peculiar because, all right, um, this you're going to find this um, rather incredulous, but um, I actually um, was speaking earlier with uh, Zach Garifanakis, and um, he actually told me that he and Mr. Cooper have been there at Caesars um, filming, and, and there's no way he could be filming for, for a number of days and, and not be checked into his room. It's not like the gentleman never sleeps. You, yeah, I, I don't picture Bradley Cooper going into the parking lot on, on floor number six and parking in the corner and sleeping to save a few bucks. You know, we're speaking about a, a major star here. So obviously he's checked in somewhere. Um, I, oh, I, one I, moment. Yes, yes. Okay, let me, let me see.
think I'm going to start a new website called Front Desk Fraud. The quest continues. The woman at the front desk says he's not checked in, but we know better. Sir, do you, yeah. would you like to leave a message in that room? Because he's not checked in yet. That's what I show. Ah, bollocks. All right. You know, maybe if you could just ring the room number and just, just okay. let the chips... Don't just okay. go directly to voicemail, but just let it ring. And if somebody answers the phone, whether it's him or one of the maids or, you know, what have you, um, we'll be glad to speak to whoever it is and uh, figure it out. Because, you know, I'm going to be flying in from London and, you know, I need to have somebody pick me up at the airport. And, you know, if, if they don't take me to the right place, I'll just be wandering around town like, you know, one of these who lives in the tunnels, and I can't have that. So, um, so, so please. Okay, sir, I, I'll do that. One moment, stand the line with me. All right, all right. Colonel Fabrichat, the man who won't take no for an answer. Whether in London, LA, or Vegas, the Colonel gets at the bottom. He didn't rise up the ranks of the British military for nothing. The Colonel seeking truth. Justice and the British way. Now, I kind of want to like live my whole life with this music playing in the background. You almost goes. gave out the room number, Druff. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was kind of like trying to figure out a way to get her to say it, but I didn't want to seem too obvious like I'm fishing for info. Do you like the John Williams hold music? <laughs> Love it, it's great. It's like perfect for the, like whenever I call Caesars, I don't get this hold music, but this one time, we're getting the adventure hold music when we're on like a telephone adventure. They couldn't get Chad Ellen. They couldn't get any guests during their entire run of their show. They face technical problems, they have failures, they have disconnections of their poker podcast. <laughs> they have a host who decided to leave after being on the show for a few months. But these two men, veterans of the online poker radio industry, forged forward in an attempt to inform, to entertain, <laughs> and to ha harass people in hotel rooms. They once woke up Daniel Negroni in Atlantis, and they're back to hassle even better-known people. Now, apparently there's a heads-up match going on right now between uh, Brandon Cantu and Jonathan Aguiar. Could be talking about that, but it's more fun to try to prank all celebrities. Yes. But that is going on, supposedly. Does this music ever end? Is it like an endless, uh, like, adventure song? I even know it really well now. They said they ring his room, but it's endless hole. How long does it take to transfer a call? Why are we on hold? Why is it taking so long? What do you think you're doing? Yeah, 
X Factor makes a good point. So she has a room number, but hasn't checked in. This morning when I called, they immediately connected me to the room. <laughs> and I, I, didn't, I didn't leave a voicemail message. I just thought it was so odd. I, I think they probably, I think they keep telling this woman to lie to us, and then we keep, like, tearing down the lies, and then they yeah. they come back with something. As much as I like this music, I may have to call back and get someone else. Oops, I hung up on Brandon, too. All right, that's, uh... Call Brandon back. Well, we're going to call the number back. Okay. Yeah, sorry about that, Brandon. Let me let me, let me call them back. You know, Why X-Fact- am I hearing an echo? Ah, uh, crap. We did so well with no echo. I'll, have, I'll hang up on you. Call you right back. This is so bad. This is so bad. Come on. Come on, Skype. Okay. All right. So. Better. I'm going to call Caesars back. What's that? What is that? That sounds just- like the intro to the World Series of Poker music. Here. Down, 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 down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's shift. The they're there. Okay, they're just playing games. Yeah, with yeah, I love this. I love this like endless hole. How do they know the room number? Yeah, that's they... a great point. Agent will be with you momentarily. It's a great point. I mean, thank you for calling Caesar's Palace, Las Vegas. My name is Kathy. I'm a director. Call. Uh, hello, kind of Nigel Fabersham here. Um, I need to speak to an individual staying at Caesar's. His name is Bradley Cooper. B-R-A-D-L-E-Y-C-O-O-P-E-R. He's uh, exactly as it sounds. I'm sorry? It's exactly as it sounds. Bradley Cooper. Thank you. One moment. All right. Oh, no. <laughs> At least you get to hear your music again. Oh. There you go. <laughs> so much. Enter number. Enter password followed by pressing what? pound. What? Huh? You have entered an invalid number. Enter uh, password uh, followed by that, pressing that, pound. No, let's try one, two, three, four. You have entered an invalid yeah. number. It was a good shot. I'm Enter not as good of a hacker as I used to be. Genesis <laughs> cracked that code back in I'm her prime. Sorry. You have been timed out. Please try again. <laughs> The call has been canceled. What do you think they do? Do you think they have like some sort of? I mean, like I said, when I called today, I went right to voicemail. Do you think that there's some sort of password protection thing they could put on it that someone has to enter a code to make their phone ring? It seems know. so I mean, odd I'm, to me. I'm, I'm calling back. I, I'm not. Uh... And what all seems odd to me too, Druff, is I, I just was always under the impression celebrities, especially if they are known to be some, were always checked in under aliases. Available agent will be with you momentarily. You know what I mean? Thank you for calling Caesar's Palace. This is Jerry. How may I direct your call? Uh, hello, Ken and Nigel Fabersham here. Um, I've had a, um, a devil of a time reaching um, Bradley Cooper. He's staying at this hotel. I know he's there. Um, I actually mm-hmm. spoke to him earlier. Um, I, I've made two calls already to reach him. The first one was very peculiar. They kept telling me that they see the room number, but he hasn't checked in. I'm like, how could they know the room number if he hasn't checked in yet? You get the room number at the time of check-in. Uh, and then I said, well, can you connect me anyway? They said, okay. And then I saw, they left me on hold for like 10 minutes. So I called back. I got another um, lovely lady on the phone. And um, she connected me right away, but I got a thing saying, enter your password. And I, I don't know a password. You know, it's not like they... No, no, no. What happens is, uh, it when when they're due to check in, the room number is not assigned. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what it means that there's a there it is a room number, but it's not assigned. Now I show I see Bradley Cooper, but I show that he is canceled. Now could he be staying with someone else or? Ah, bollocks. Now you know I, I let me let me see here. Um, 
It's, he could be staying with uh, Zach Galifianakis. Um, the, the last name is spelled G-A-L-I-F-I-A-N, like Nancy, A-K-I-S, like Sam. Galifianakis, G-A-L-I. Zach, or Zachary. G- G-A-L-I, right? Yes. Is there, could it be only just under the two names? Is that it? or? I'm not sure. I, I just know I reached Bradley Cooper calling him the other day, and now, now I can't anymore. It's, it's rather peculiar, and I, I need him to um, pick me up at the airport rather soon, and um, I don't know what's happening. Mm. You don't think he's moved to another hotel or anything? Do you? No, anything's possible, but... Um... Uh, let's see. Hold on a moment. Let me check. Let me check here. Yeah, let me check with the front desk. Hold on a moment. I'm just going to check with the front desk. Uh, could there be any, any other first name? It had just Bradley. Is that it? Yes, yeah, just Bradley. All right, what, about Ed, what about Ed Helms? H-E-L-M-S? Yes, H-E-L-M-S. All right. Sometimes it's under the... If they don't add the additional names, it's under the person who puts the credit card down. Or I have Ed Helms. Oh, that's it. By all means, connect me. I, I th- I th- yeah, I think all they're right. all probably in the room together, so, so go ahead, yes. All right. Okay, and if he wants it under his name, tell him the front desk. Uh, I'll make moment. sure to give him the message. Uh, none of these people have seen The Hangover ever. <laughs> By the way, uh, Brandon, for today, they were, they were looking for... Tell Ed that Zach needs to add his name to the room, please. <laughs> <laughs> Problem. I'm sorry, there is no reply. To leave a voice message, yeah. press 1. For operator, press no, 0. All right, let's hang up. The only problem, and I, and I kind of thought this is, when I was there last night, they were shooting at this time. Yeah, and yeah, that's it, it what I thought. Later. Yeah. Um, so, you know, obviously, you know, I still thought it was... There could be a shot that that they yeah know. we'll we'll have to call that other number but uh, by the way uh, this, someone posted this in our chat room I think it was Bukowski as you well what's the overall <laughs> how many head head Helms bombings of uh, Caesar's gonna get now throughout the night <laughs> <laughs> but it, it says um, that they're looking for party goers for uh, a scene I'm, I'm not sure what date it says tomorrow but I don't know what tomorrow is. Uh, um, but they're looking for a party goers, males and females, twenty to thirty-nine, all ethnicities, but attractive and a slick and upscale look. So. Wait, and, and, uh, real fast. I, I mean, this would just be amazing. Uh, I'm looking in the chat, and Bukowski, who is just the walking library of everything, saying that when Zach checks in the hotel, says Elias is Paul Dummy. I almost want you to call back. In fact, I would like for you to call back and just ask for Paul Dummy. I just want to. <laughs> I, I, I want to just see. Uh, I, I mean, well, I know why he's not yeah. us, but I just want to see if there really is a registered guest by that. That's what Paul he does. Dummy. <laughs> yeah, can we try one more? Yeah, yeah, sure. That's hilarious. Do you really think that? The Adam next available is... agent will be with you momentarily. I kind of want it to be one of the party goers that they're. Uh... Yeah. Hmm. I've been calling Caesar's Palace. This is Ron. How may I address your call? Yes, uh, I'd like to speak to a uh, person in a room. His name, this is not a joke, this is the real name. Paul Dummy, that's D-U-M-M-Y. 
<laughs> yeah, I know it sounds funny. It's a, it, I always get laughed at or hung up on when I ask for him, but seriously, that's his name. Certainly, just one moment. Let me check. Just one moment. Hmm. Is there another name he might be under, or? Oh, uh, there's no. Well, tell me. Uh, you know, I, uh, uh -huh. I I thought that he would have checked in by now, but uh, I guess there isn't. Uh... Well, it was it was a good try anyway. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. Yeah, you know, I was looking for the. I really, I really thought Bukowski was going to nail it on that yeah. one. He said he's apologizing to chat. No need to apologize. I really thought that he was going to nail that one. But uh, anyhow, I still sent you the eight one eight number. Sorry about that. Yes, no problem. I sent you the eight one eight number, and that was a number that I was given by somebody. I I don't even know who it was. It was earlier this morning. He said that's the the number for family and friends that need to contact them. I guess while they're on set. Uh, to use. I have no idea if it's a director, assistant director, or, I mean, I have a PR person, no idea who's going to answer, don't know a name. I just was given that number. So, if you want to try that, it actually kind of sucks because I guarantee you, if we did call like a two or three or four in the morning, we would get Ed Helms yeah, to answer yeah. that how phone. Come our, how come our show is always on at the wrong time? It's either too late or too early yeah. to reach anyone. Yeah. We're like in that sweet spot of nobody being around. <laughs> sweet spot. <laughs> All right, let's call this number here. Uh, but you know what the chat I do appreciate them that's why I love them because they're, they're giving us they're praising us for a good effort you calling the 818 number? I am okay you've reached the H3 production office if this is an after-hours emergency, please contact our production coordinator at 323-449-4349 or leave a message back with a tone. To send a fax, please dial 818-977. Oops, hung up on Brandon again. Oopsie, let me reconnect him. I'll reconnect Brandon. Sorry yeah, should that. I just be one of these goose chases where you just keep calling number after number after number after number address? It might, it might be. Let's, let's try this 323 number. What is this? Yeah. Did you hear 323? I, I lost it when I was trying to... Oh, yeah, I didn't, I, I uh, didn't grab it at any time. I'll, 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 add, I'll call it again. Okay. Not only that, but it's going out on radio, so uh, this way everybody can call it. Yeah. After, after yeah. the show, you can just uh, call it to your heart's content and Reach any hangover celebrity you want. If you've always wanted really to talk to him. It amazes me that he just stand for his real name, though. Isn't that kind of odd to you? Yeah. Maybe that's why he canceled. Well, no, Ed Helms, I'm sorry. Oh, Ed Helms, yeah. Yeah, Bradley Cooper canceled. He's like, fuck this, I'm going to the Aria. <laughs> now, do you think possibly there's some... You've reached the H3 production office. If this is an after-hours emergency, please contact our production coordinator at 323-449-4349 or leave it. a message after the tone. Or don't leave now, a message. Do you think, let me just throw this out. Do you think there maybe was some dissension among the boys of the Hangover 3? And although Zach and Ed decided to stick it out at Caesars, 
Okay, possibly that Bradley has such an ego now from you know, he was in the A Team and all these other movies that there was some kind of fight and he left the Caesars property to go somewhere else. Yeah, maybe he's like, you know what? Screw you guys. I'm, I'm better than this. I don't need to stay at Caesars. I'm 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 going I'm going to the Cosmo. I'm going to where the action's. At. I'm going to where the slick upscale people from twenty to thirty nine are staying. I'm not hanging yeah. out at Caesars. You gotta be kidding me. I'm, be- I'm better I than Caesars. Probably at the Cosmo. Wouldn't he be a Cosmo kind of guy? Yeah, yeah, he wouldn't. He wouldn't lower himself to Caesars. Come on now. If there was a real emergency, you'd have a hard time reaching anyone. Hi, you've reached Jules' cell. Leave a message and I'll call you back. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? That's. Hold on. It's 323-449-4349. That's what I called. That's, yeah, I know. Jules That's for after-hour emergencies for the production company. Yeah, this is Jules' cell. If oh. you have an after-hours emergency, please Damn let me it. know. Damn it. Damn it. Well, that was a good try. I mean, if we happen, this is what we can do, Druff. If if we happen to be up, which I guess we will be, like around 2 or 3 in the morning, and we want to turn back on radio, and we could try calling Ed Helms. I mean, because, you know, like I said, when just from my knowledge, I've dated a couple people that have been in, you know, like that business. I know they have, like, long shooting schedules, sometimes yeah. from, like, 6 to, like, Two in the morning, you know. So uh, chances are, if we're going to get him, it's going to be in the middle of the night. It's not going to be anytime soon while we're on radio. Um, and who knows? They could be shooting, you know, off location, like off off the property. But uh, hey, it was a good try. Um, you know, I'm sure Ed Helms is probably not going to sleep well tonight, at least until he uh, blocks the calls to his room. But uh, <laughs> damn it, you know, and that woman, like the woman, there was some back stuff. Uh, there was like a backstory going on with that first woman. She put us on hold, and she almost said the the room number. She almost gave it I out. Almost. What room number he was in? And then like she put we, us on hold and conferred with somebody else. And we almost and, could have assisted our listeners in stalking in person the uh, star of Hangover Three. Yeah, we could have yeah. had them actually showing up there and waiting outside Bradley's room. Yes. Almost be to a much smaller national level degree of what we did to Daniel Granu when he was continually harassed in his hotel room the night before the, like the high roller event at the PCA in the Bahamas. <laughs> and that's and that's actually why he wouldn't uh, talk to yes. us for quite some time on yes. that radio show. Yes, irony. He irony. was he was kind of angry at, at about the whole yes. thing. So, uh, well, if nothing else, we can say we called the hotel room at Caesars that Ed, Ed Helms was staying at. Rough. and we got the password protect. Now, try to explain to me what do you think? What do you think that was? I, I think I think they're actually right about it. That that maybe there's like no room number. Maybe they they can connect me to him, but there's no actual room number, so the system gets confused and just says like yeah. I need to know what extension you're calling. I think that's what was going on. I think I think they were actually telling us the truth there. But yeah, uh, there or may, maybe they see a room number, but it's not. It can't be rung yet because it's not uh, connected to anyone. Maybe it's something like that. Yes. Well, anyhow, I guess moving on to the agenda, did we want to... Uh, how's it looking to have Genevieve on? Um, I believe she's actually... Well, I can, I can... You know, I can try to call her. 
Her yesterday, her cell phone got disconnected. I think she lost it and got disconnected or something. Yeah, and what about Angry Stephanie? I think she's really taking a liking to me. <laughs> can, I, can I? I mean, if I called her and confronted her because she with my cause she thinks, or at least I tell her every time she probably doesn't remember because she's all high on coke. So I'm doing a news article on her, and uh, I want to get more you know information, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, would she be willing to talk with me? I mean, of course, with you on the line as well. Pro probably not, but uh, we'll, mm -hmm. we can try to call her anyway. Okay. Let, me, let me try. I'm going to call her Genevieve. I don't know if we'll reach her. She She's either doing the play or she's not, or it could even be over by this point, 10 o'clock. Uh, so in theory, like 10 minutes ago, we probably had an easier shot of getting a hold of Ed Helms than we did of Genevieve. Yeah, yeah, that's, believe it or not, but yes. That, uh, but she, you know, this is the Hangover 3. She's going to probably be in the Princess Diaries 3. So uh, anything that's 3, I think we have a chance of getting a hold of the stars. And people in the chat are asking me. I, I'm sorry, I wasn't ignoring them. They're asking about the Iceman. Um, I I should I need to call him. It's been a while since I've talked to him. From what I've been told and, and just heard and seen, he has not been spotted in Vegas in quite some time. So I don't know if he's in LA. If if he's I don't know. But uh, there's no bad blood, at least to my knowledge, between him and I. Just haven't talked to him. Um, one of these weeks, I will give him a call off air before radio and, and see what he's up to. And I'm sure if he's in a good enough mood and, and feels like it, he'll come on. So that's uh, so there's no other news about the Iceman besides that. Yeah, he is MIA, Biebs. Shout out to Biebs in the chat. Um, but yeah, well, let's get that. Uh, was there ever a picture posted of Genevieve? It was, but somehow the picture link went bad after a few days. Mm. I don't know what happened. I, I didn't remove it or anything. It just went bad. What if she forgot to turn off her cell phone and it's like ringing while she's on stage? Well, at least it's connected. It just isn't answering. Yeah. You get a lot of that. Hi, you reached Genevieve. I can't come to the phone. Leave me a message. All right. Well, we'll try her uh, next week or maybe a little bit later. Okay. What but about, she... can I call Angry Stephanie? Yeah, let's call her. Yeah, but Genevieve, she is willing to come on the show. And... Uh, Unfortunately, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it down to see her play because it ends, I think, on Sunday. Okay. It's a shame. You know, if you're willing to pay $2, you can actually see her naked. Really? Yeah, she was in a, a film... Hello? Stephanie. Hello? Yeah, hi. What? what, do you mean, what? Hey, Stephanie. This is Brandon and Todd. How are you? What? Why are you so angry? Oh, my God. Because I don't want to be on the radio. You're not on radio. Bullshit. Grow we up. Radio. Goodbye. We do radio on what do you Tuesday. Want? We do okay, radio what do you... on... Okay, what is today? Is today Tuesday or Wednesday? Today's Whatever. Wednesday. What... Fine. Why are you calling? Uh, what do you want? Because Todd and I are just talking. We're shooting this shit. And I said, hey, can I, we call Stephanie? Yeah, you I'm know, just me... trying to... I mean, I, you know, I see a girl that has a big heart. And I don't know why you're so mean to me every time. Oh, I'm trying my to... Oh, God. Because I don't... Because you guys don't have good intentions. That's what no, it is. No, no, no. You know what? Yeah, what? First of all, I don't know why you think it's always the radio. I talked to Brandon at times other than the radio. Like we've we even went to a Don Henley concert recently. I mean, that, that wasn't about radio. Okay, great, wonderful. What do you want, Stephanie? Why? I, why because you're not my friend. Why would I want to talk to you? I don't know you. Well, you what do you make, want? You can make new I'm friends. I'm trying to get to know you. If you're going to go with I, the black guy to Bally's for the steak, why wouldn't you get to know me? I'm a nicer guy. I, I don't need to get to know you. You're, you're associated with Todd. I have no reason to get to know you. Why? Why? You're associated. You. You. you Wait, were... So I'm not. I can't be your friend because of of Todd. Hang on. Right. Uh, right. Hold on. Yes. Hang on. No. Yes. That's not true. Todd, you, I, know, I have no interest. 
Hang on. You know You've been that, friends. World series, you... Stephanie, the World Series of Poker. You're going to laugh. This will make you laugh. The one Bye. Stephanie, the World Series of Poker referred to Todd would tell us as unsavory in one of their update reports. This That's is a true. true story. Stephanie? What? They All called right. him unsavory. Not only that, but... I don't care. No, but hold I on. Care. You'll, you'll care about care. this. You, you've what been, is it going to take? You've I mean, been friends with... You hold talking. on. You've been... You've been I friends mean, with Ken for... But uh, I don't want to get to know you. Well, hold on. Right. Stephanie, you've been friends with Ken for 19 years, and you knew him through me. Okay. So you said, you said so you, don't, you said you don't want to be friends with anyone that you know through me, but that's not true. I don't really want to anymore. I've decided I don't. No, so, come I'm on. I'm done. No. The reason why I wanted to I'm talk... Done. I'm coming to L.A. next week. I got some of that good, yeah, yo, and I just wanted to talk, hang out, maybe come by and just meet up with you. I've never met you. No, that's okay. Okay. That's yeah. all right. I mean, no, thank you. I mean, oh my God, no. Stephanie, why, what does it take to get through to that heart of yours? I know. In um, fact, I'm. I don't. I. I. I really. No, thanks. That's it. What else is there to say? Sweet. Okay. Condo Ridge girl there. I just wanted to talk to you. I mean, okay. I don't understand why. Like, what? why judge? Because I'm not. I don't. Because I'm not interested in anything you have to say. But I mean, you don't know what I look like. Maybe you're attracted to me. Okay, I don't care what you look like. I'm not interested regardless. I don't give a shit. Maybe. Okay, let me tell you. Did you were you ever a Sean Connery fan? I do a really good Sean Connery impression. I him. don't care. Goodbye. Is, is anything else to say? This is it. Okay, this is Sean Connery. Okay, ordering at the... I'm not interested. I'm not interested. Okay. Waffle Junior. That's pretty good. The song is dedicated to Stephanie. You hear to Stephanie? Uh, goodbye. Have a nice evening. Wait, listen I'm to your whole song. Now. The song's dedicated oh to you. You can't hang up on it. Yes, I am. You're going to hang up on your okay. own song? Stephanie, I would, have, I would, have, I, would have, I would really appreciate it if you didn't call me anymore. Me That's or not or both? Either of you. Oh. What have I ever done to you? Do you know? Well, hold on, you still, you still owe me forty six dollars. I got to call about that. Do you even know that basically? You know what? You know, you know what? We had a deal. I said I would give it to Ken, and second of all, you already told Genevieve everything. Ooh. So that's it. That's, that's because it. you wouldn't pay and me. You, and you know what she thinks? And you know what she thinks? What? She thinks you're like a woman. You're a gossip queen. That's what she thinks. That's not very nice. So, well, Stephanie. it didn't get her. I, I, I don't understand what you're trying to tell her for. She just thought it was pathetic. Stephanie, you're very mature. Do you know so that? You, you know what? There you go. Stephanie, you know through a way, I was the one that helped get that free room at the Paris. I didn't want no credit. I didn't tell Druff to tell you, tell Todd, say, tell Stephanie Brand, got you the nice romantic room at the Paris. But you know that it, it, I had a great deal to do with that. Stephanie. Okay. You know what? You know what? Yes, it's true. Stephanie, when I got the second room there, I actually had Brandon call, and it was actually his second room. He just, uh, you know, okay. we just didn't tell you that. So you, you actually had sex okay. in Brandon's room. I think you owe him something. And and what what does he want me to do? I'm I said, what, is, what does he want me to do? Do you think that Jennifer huh? says that Todd is a, a gossip whore, and you're preaching because yes. he's unsavory, and you're taking that out on me? And I find it, I find it well owed. Okay, to be honest. Okay. With you. Are we done now? I mean, seriously? Really? This is it? I mean, yeah, this is it. Why, oh, come on. I mean, After all these it's years? It's been fun. 
After all these years? Yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. So, so fun. when I come out to L.A. next week for the poker tournament at the, at the uh, facility, I can't come by and meet you? No. Like maybe have coffee, something? No. No. Here, can Todd, I dedicate this song to you? Todd, I mean, I guess. Maybe we'll cheer her up. I don't know. I see a, a kindred spirit inside a, a, a just a cold front of negative energy, and I don't. Why, why? Why would I? Why would I be nice to you, knowing? I mean, honestly, why? Wait, well, you're seriously. Nice. So, wait, is it you? Are you only mean to me because I'm afraid of Todd's? Just be honest. Yes. Yes. Jesus, Todd, what have you done to her? Sorry, I'm just listening to a song called Cocaine. What have you done to her that she will automatically write me off, not even give it a chance? I don't know. I, I ordered her a plug for her. I ordered her a plug for her printer. I, uh, I I gave her a free hotel room in Vegas. I, I got her a buffet. Um, you 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 were a gossip queen to my roommate. You have no reason to even talk to her. I don't really understand. She doesn't even understand what you want. She gave me she your phone get number. It either. She gave Look. me her phone number. What do you mean she doesn't know what I want? Okay, but what, she she doesn't know why you need to gossip about what I do with the weekend with Ken. She doesn't understand why you even did, she doesn't understand why you have bad intentions towards everybody. It didn't make her respect you very much. Stephanie, Sorry, it didn't. I, I don't even care what Todd says. Like I heard some roundabout stories about. I'm not, okay, good. I don't care. I'm just I, telling I, him I, what happened. She she I, you know she thought it was really weird. Yeah, I, mean, I could see and that. And we I, I had a long talk with her, and we both agreed that. Ken is not going to be invited to our place anymore. We're going to be done with him and everybody else. So I, mm. I'm done. I told you we had a long talk about it. She agrees with me. You know, I think I want to make a bet. For, I want to bet for a large sum of money that you will see Ken before 2013. No, I'm really done this time. I'm really done. So, and so is she. And he even he even has emailed her trying to see her, and she's not interested. Well, that I believe. So but I, I, I'm talking about you and Ken. Hmm. I'm done. I told you, I'm done. She thought it was really awful that you didn't even, you know, she thought it was really awful what happened that weekend and the fact that he invited them in the room and you didn't even seem to care. She thought that was strange. That is odd. I have to agree with her. She thought it was very strange. She didn't just, well, she said, she said, I understand Ken's retarded, but Todd's not retarded. Why didn't Todd stop it? I don't know. Stephanie, if I called you without Todd and we just, Took it to a different level. Could we talk then and get to know each other? If it does, probably not. Probably not. That, 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 hold on, that leaves open the possibility. Probably interested. means it might happen. Probably okay, means it's a chance. What? Todd will vouch for me, so that should, in terms, make you want to be my friend. Yeah, so I, 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 can, I, I can vouch really for you. I want to be a friend. Just leave it alone. Why don't you call Kathleen? I can. I can vouch. for. I can vouch for for Brandon here with no worries, and I mean absolutely no worries. I don't just, care. Why don't you? Why can't you call Kathleen to be her friend? I don't like Kathleen. Because I've heard a lot about you, and I think you're a kindred spirit. I've said that like three times. No, it's okay. I'm no, no, no. Your tribulation. No. It's not about the condo in Hollywood. I have my own money. Okay, here. I just want to get to know you. You know what? I'm I'm gonna hang up now and leave Brandon on. Goodbye. I'm gonna hang up. Goodbye, both of you. Goodbye. Stephanie. Stephanie. I'm done. Goodbye. This is ridiculous. What? I'm just trying to court you. Not, you know how courtship is? Jesus. I, I'm, not, I'm not interested. I'm not interested. Do you understand? I don't care. Do you just want to be alone your whole life with the likes of yes. Jeff and Ken Yes, Taylor? I do. Yes, want, I do. You want yes. someone that will love you and make you happy yes. and hold you? No, 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 I, no. Thank you. Goodbye. I'm done. I want to be alone. Can you leave me alone now? We're done. hell with you, I say. What? To hell with you. Okay. This way. You're cold, okay. you're callous. 
You're cruel. All right. All right. Why does I'm not interested? Shit. And this is how you talk to somebody? The humanity yeah. of it. Uh, I just so picked the, don't I just picked the so phone back up. What? I just picked the phone back up, and uh, yeah, this sounds pretty bad. Oh, hang up. I, I just try okay, to be I'll, I'll uh, hang up somebody again. that would I'll, care I'll, I'll for her up. and be a good friend, and she yells and treats me like this. No. Okay, I'll hang no. up. Goodbye. I'm done with it. I want nothing to do with her. Okay. This has been fun. Todd, hang up. All right, she's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I did calm her down there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't know what to say to you. The hell with you. The hell with you. She's like, okay. Okay. Yeah, I think now she kind of wants you now that you re you went off on her. You know, our show just reaches out to so many different people. I just got a, a text, and we can actually try this if you want. We, we could actually, for the first time, prank call the Iceman. Uh, he is, <laughs> I guess I was just got a text. He's right now at the Venetian playing 2-5, no limit hold'em with a mandatory $10 button straddle. Would the colonel like to call the Venetian? <laughs> or, you know what? Would you? Would, I'm trying to think. Then What's your new character? Even Pokerati Dan liked it. The new Mexican gangster oh, character? Um, uh, Chico, Chico, Loco. Chico, Chico Loco. Now, I mean, is there a good premise for Chico Loco? Okay, now maybe Chico Loco calls the Venetian. Hear me out. Gets the Iceman on the phone. And proposes an African American Mexican poker tournament. <laughs> Minorities and like you know Chico locals. He's a former. He's a, remember he's a reformed gang member. Not anymore. Now he's a do-gooder and he uses poker instead of guns <laughs> as his weapon. Okay. So so uh, should I just call the Venetian and ask for him? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Now that number I don't have memorized. You know it? Uh, no, but I'll. No. I'll I, I, can, I, I think okay. I have it on my phone. Let me pull it up. Uh, let's see. Here, I got it. I got it right here. Uh, four, four, obviously seven zero two four one four one thousand. Okay. I think the Venetian might be the most prank called uh, number. Let me let me ask you. Every week, if I call Stephanie, how long will it take until I can break through? Dropping. It won't even take that long, to be honest. <laughs> she was already kind of like warming up. She's playing a little, little bit hard to get. Yeah. <laughs> It helps that we're calling her on Wednesdays, too. Good evening, Venetian Plot. So, this is Gwani. How may I assist you? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, can I speak to the poker room, please? My pleasure. <laughs> we'll be welcome. That's a great actor, man. That is. That's poker room of the Venetian. This is Lauren. Can I help you? Hey, uh, hey, girl. Um, can I speak to um? This guy who plays there. His name's the Iceman. Um, they, they call him the Iceman. His name's Teddy. He's this um. He's, he's, he's a guy, he's like a black guy, he's, he's got, got bald, he wears the headphones, you know, you, you know of him, the, the Iceman? Okay, do you want to speak to Iceman? Yeah, 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 put, put him on the phone. My answer is calling? Yeah, this is, uh, this is uh, Eddie Chico Loco. I'm known as Chico Loco, he'll know who I am. Let me see if he's here one moment, please. That is fucking awesome. I like the Caesars music better.
savor the best Italian food yearly this side of Italy. If you take in spectacular... Hello? Hello, sir. Yeah. He's actually not in the room right now. Oh, what the hell? I, mean, I, I just got a call from my homeboy. He's like, hey, the Iceman's down there playing 2-5. I'm like, all right. I, 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 I understand, sir, but um, he's not in the room at, uh, at, at the moment right you're now. You're sure he ain't there? You know, you, you got you to gotta go look at the 2-5 game and see if he's there. You know, sometimes you miss I him. I understand, sir, yeah. Sometimes he's easy to miss because he, no, no, he, he don't got no hair on his head. Okay, So you look around for the hair. You don't see no one. You're like, okay. Sir, the I don't know who exactly you're talking about. Okay, so you're telling me that you sure he ain't in the room? He ain't like gone to the to the toilet or nothing like that? Yes, sir. Because this is like a serious matter I'm calling about. And they yes, told me, sir. My homeboy say he's there, and then I call up and go, "Hey, girl, where is he?" And then I'm like, sorry, there's nothing I can do for you. You you sure you sure there ain't no ice man? Like if I come yes, sir. if I come on down to the ice man, if if he you know if he ain't there, if he's sir, there, I, I know who exactly you're talking about. But he didn't like give. He didn't like slip you with like some bucks and say, "Hey, you know, hey, he's a five dollar." You know, tell tell sir, Chico Loco, you know, on the phone, not you know. In the room right now. Because I people sometimes when I call for people, they say they ain't there when they're really there because you know they don't want to talk to Chico Loco. You know, people talk to Chico Loco when I say they're gonna talk to Chico Loco, not not when they want to. You know what I? You know what I'm saying? Right, sir. But we did page him a couple of times. We checked the tables. He's not in the room right now. Oh, there is man. nothing I can do. All right, I'm 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 gonna I, I'm gonna call back and shit and figure this out and you know try to find the, the okay, Ice Man because it's it's a, very important I reach him. Right, sir. Okay. All right. Adios. Thank you. Well, first of all, that's hilarious. That accent is great. If I didn't know, I wouldn't even think that was you. If you just called me, I mean that's pretty fucking good stuff. Secondly, I'm just I'm a little disappointed, and actually I think. She probably went up to him, I should say. I shouldn't say I'm disappointed. And he just said he wasn't taking the call because he didn't know who it was. Because it was actually Cletus who's there at the Venetian now who texted me and told me that. And I know I've known Cletus for a number of years and all his information always checks out and he would never text me. So in all likelihood, she went up and said there's a guy named Chico Loco on the phone. He, he said, tell him I'm not here. You know what I'm saying? God. Can't get a hold of anybody. But that that's good. We're definitely going to incorporate El Chico Loco into, into future gags. I mean, that That's a good accent, man. That is good. He may actually surpass the good colonel. You know, you know the, um, there's actually a story I have from Party Lines. About <laughs> Willie, I'm sorry, Willie McFML says he probably owes a Mexican money. <laughs> He's probably, damn it, damn that Chico Loco, he found me. <laughs> Mark Viking, Chico Loco tells people when they talk to him. <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. By next week, I'm gonna come up with a, a really good. You gotta use Chico Loco's uh, uh, talents in a much better way. So by, for next week, I'm gonna come up with a good gag, um, and and we'll use Chico better. But uh, so we have no Genevieve, uh, no Ice we, Man, uh, no no. no uh, we no, did call Ed Helms' room. No Chad, no guy. Chad Ellie. Uh, we only have Ed Helms' room, but not him. And uh, let's let's move on with some some poker stuff again. It's kind of hard to go back to after all. Yeah, this. it is. I get like I get, this is what gets my blood. Flowing. I know, I know. I, even I kind of get excited, but uh, yeah. But, no, right. I can't talk about some lock poker scandal, Jeff. It just <laughs> it's anticlimactic, buddy. I know. I know. Well, let's take a little break. We'll try to call again. Yeah. Can I take the break? Too? Yeah. You 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 can you can do okay. what you like. I mean, I mean, you don't mind. I'm gonna go get a drink. Yeah. You, you, go ahead. You do your good. You know, I don't lock poker. I mean, come on. Yeah. El Chico Loco. It's Hall of Fame, Jeff. I don't even <laughs> that. You, I mean, honestly, when at what point in your life? Did you develop a talent for 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 the voices? Well, like no, I, I'll tell you this this thing with the uh, the Mexican gangbanger. 
That mm-hmm. actually goes back all the way to 1989 when I used to call these party lines. I actually call up these party lines that were like mainly like like other like phone hackers like me back then, and then the party line started getting taken over by like either legitimate Mexican gangbangers or like wannabes. But like they 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 weren't like playing a game. They weren't like just like putting on a fake accent. These were real like Mexican guys who either were real gang members or like just like to think they were. So anyway, right. um, the particular one that I was calling. Uh, had a lot of people calling in uh, from a gang called Norwalk, which is located in Norwalk, California. And, and then there were other gangs on there that hated the Norwalk gang. Norwalk was apparently really unpopular on there. So, like, Wait, is Norwalk somewhat like near uh, it's the near drive Commerce, from Vegas, actually. LA? It's near Commerce, actually, sort of. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. So, maybe, so, yeah. Uh, so, so the funny thing is, like, I'd go on there and I'd start hearing them go, "Hey, where you from? Hey, where you from?" And then, like, then you hear Norwalk. Hey, fuck Norwalk! And like, they all be fighting with each other. So, I rather than try to fight this, rather than try to like uh, get these guys off the line, there's no way they're gonna hang up. There's no way they're gonna leave the party line. They, they're kind of taking it over. So I said, you know, if you can't beat them, join them. So I started being one of them, just to rile them up. So like, sometimes there'd be like relative peace on there. They're all kind of just like talking, and the guys are hitting on the girls and all that, and everyone's calm. And then I come on there and go. Norwalk! And they go, hey, fuck Norwalk! Hey, fuck you, S.A. Fuck you, Holmes! And then, like, everyone would start yelling at each other, and, like, I could get them riled up so easily. I kind of, like, likened it to going up to a bunch of ants that are peacefully crawling in a line and just, like, stomping on them. And even though though you don't crush them because ants are too small to crush with your shoes, they they get so (laughs) agitated that you're stomping on them, they run in all different directions. That's pretty much what I would do to these party lines that held the gangbangers. So I actually was able to do this really convincing gangbanger voice that actually fooled all of them. And and uh, and I always said I was from Norwalk. So you've been working on this craft for quite some yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I actually I actually was from Norwalk when I called there because that was the least popular gang on these lines, so I figured you might as well like get them as angry as possible. So that was uh, Yeah. Not only Todd are, are you getting be- uh, building up your street cred at the Venetian, you're apparently building up street cred on PFA because everybody <laughs> seems to just love this. Wow. Unbelievable. See, I was actually a gangbanger in the late 80s. I was like going around, hey, where you from, Holmes? Where you from? Wait, it's all about the Norwalk Levin. You're calling her girl? You just called her girl. <laughs> yeah. Hey, girl, what's up? Hey, where you from, girl? Sound like a fine-ass hyena. This is all because, you know, if nothing else, if nothing else, Todd... Okay, Johnny Chan's f- failed fucking TV has done one good for this world. It's produced a new character in our show, El Chico Loco. Yeah, it did. I mean, it's, uh, when I saw that character, I said, that's my instant favorite. I'm like, I can relate to this guy. Because, like, you know, just like Chico Loco is a, like a former gang member who's now a, a poker player, so am I. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something, Todd. Okay, I already had the bounty. I think Willie uh, stole one of this week. I'm going to put another $5 bounty on me. Next week, when for the tournament, but I need you for you first to tell me, okay? Who are what were the names, the exact names of every character on Johnny Chan's failed uh, TV show? <laughs> well, let's see. We had the genius, who was actually the producer. Also, uh, okay. we had, of course, Chico Loco. We can't forget him. Yes. Uh, we had the bully, who actually gets bullied. <laughs> the wimpy bully. We had the bullied bully, and uh, uh-huh. with Queen of Hearts. And I, I think that covers them all. I think there was one more. Who was the guy that was sleeping in the truck? Oh, that's right. Crap, what was his yeah, name? Yeah, that's the one. Oh, shit. I think I forgot that guy. Yeah. The player? It's for the, it's for the community. Was it you the player? You can't cheating. I don't know. 
I know. I, I mean, I know it if you say it, but I don't know it. I'm not going back. Maybe the player. I, I'm not watching it either. I just. It was a guy that was sleeping. He had like the ugliest two. He was sleeping in a truck. Then the next minute, he's playing that hand of poker. He has two of the ugliest females like sweating him <laughs> behind him. Or do you remember? Yes. All right. Well, whatever. I'll I'll, I'll still put a bounty on me. But I, I thought you'd be able to nail it, buddy. Who was that guy? Now, now I'm gonna want to know. Sorry, I think it was anybody the in the chat. It was, actually, it was actually Chico Loco sleeping in the truck, but I, I know was that... Uh, yeah, but the the player was the first guy who said he was like a, a, Europe, a young European guy. Yeah. There's one that we're forgetting. Yeah, I think it's the player. Okay. No. You know, Either I like... My favorite scene was when El Chico Loco says, fuck the police. When they're going like 20 miles per hour. On the... <laughs> yeah, they're going 20 miles an hour like during the day and the, on the Vegas Strip. They're only, the only... The only threat they have of getting pulled over would be for going too slow. Okay. <laughs> and then Chico Loco has to say, fuck the police. <laughs> you know, the backstory to this Chico Loco must have been harassed by the police a lot back in his gangbanging days. So, uh, yeah. you know, even though he's gone straight now, he's uh, he still ha- yeah. bears some resentment towards the police's mistreatment yeah. of him. And by the way, Jay sat in the chat is saying, call that Asian actor in The Hangover. And, I, you know, it's funny because I, I was looking for him yesterday. I don't even know his name. I know him more from uh, obviously The Hangover, but he was also in. Uh, uh, what, what, he was in Community. If anyone ever saw the first, he was in all three seasons of the TV show Community, um, and he was also in the movie uh, played the doctor. Uh, what was the movie with uh, Catherine or Knocked Up? And he played the Asian doctor. And, you know the character. You know obviously the character I'm talking about. But I don't know his real name. People are saying he, the chat is Ken Jeong. Okay, but he has, he's only played bit roles in both of the Hangover, so I don't even know if he would be there, you know, shooting these scenes or not. I mean, I guess we could have called Ken Jeong. Uh, and some one step saying he's a doctor, by the way, in real life. Yeah, he is. Sure. Yeah. Wait, no, he was, yeah, yeah, he's a doctor, and his wife's actually a doctor, too. Yeah. Hmm. Well, anyhow, Druff, do you want to, I guess I'll get my adrenaline and start calming down. Do you want to talk about the serious... Some more serious stuff? Yeah, yeah, let's talk about some seriously serious stuff here. Yeah. So, um, I won't spend too long on this one, but uh, another poker site has apparently cheated people, and it's one that is open to Americans, not one of these... Uh, well, it is a European site, too, but uh, this site was a European site that opened briefly to Americans and has flown the coop. It seems to be gone. This is not a skin. It's actually a, a site that stands on its own. It's called LTE Poker. Uh, basically, in February they opened, February 2012. They were a standalone network. They were not a skin. And they didn't serve U.S. players at the time. They were licensed in Curacao. And unbelievably, they promised to cash people out within one day. They said, we strive to process your withdrawal within one business day. We believe it should be easy to deposit and even easier to withdraw. Well, that wasn't true. About two months later, in April, they had problems uh, getting any kind of traffic on the site, and uh, and then in May, people were saying there were cash-out issues. And uh, there was an LTE poker rep in the 2 plus 2 thread, but uh, he was stalling everyone about the, pa- uh, the cash-outs. There were a lot of uh, mistakes with the cash-outs, too, where people who were staked there were uh, not getting their money, people who were not staked were being treated as if they, as if they were staked players. And uh, the LTE rep wasn't really solving the problems. In May, they said they were joining the Intelogix network, which is a very small network of a lot of very tiny poker sites. And uh, they joined it, but uh, they were still pretty dead. And they were also down for a number of weeks while they were trying to join the network and giving very poor communication to their players. 
Uh, in September, they actually allowed U.S. players on the site, first by invitation, then uh, not through invitation. At first, you had to ask to be on there if you had more than 50 posts on 2 plus 2, but then they let anyone join from the U.S. in a desperation move to get some traffic. Uh, and despite making some pretty ridiculous-looking uh, little uh, pictures for the site, for, uh, like, promotional pictures that look like they were made in Microsoft Paint, uh, in mid-October, they moved from LTEPoker.com to LTEPoker.eu, which a lot of sites are doing, but then they were claiming they had all these problems, transitional issues, uh, people couldn't connect anymore in the poker client. It kept saying you're uh, you're logged in from a jurisdiction where we don't allow you to use our product. So, and this wasn't true. You know, people who were able to play before from whatever country they were in suddenly couldn't anymore and said there was a jurisdictional issue. They were claiming this is a mistake, they're going to get it fixed. Uh, you couldn't even email them. They are saying that their email isn't working because of the transition from .com to .eu. And then, finally, on October 28th, they said, we want to apologize for the delay and in response and lack of support. We're undergoing some serious changes and it's delayed everything. We've now resolved the issue with emails. We encourage you to resend any questions or payout requests. We will get all issues resolved in a timely fashion. Well, it is now ten days later. Nothing's been resolved. They are not answering emails. And their Skype customer service account, which always seemed to be online, even if you, you know, the person wasn't there at the computer, that has completely gone offline, has not come back since October 28th. Everyone's been in the dark, and... Uh, there's a good chance LTE Poker is just gone for good. Uh, if it does come back, it'll be the same unreliable bullshit. There is a little chance it comes back. I'm not going to say your money's completely gone if you got money on there, but if they do come back, cash out immediately if you can, and don't ever come back, because it's only a matter of time till they're gone for good, and this could be it. They could be really gone now. And uh, That's the story of the LTE Poker. If you played there, uh, you won't be getting your money for a while, if ever. So I uh, just wanted to mention that briefly. Uh, next on the agenda, Lock Poker, another scandal. <laughs> Full of scandals over there. Now they're on the Revolution Gaming Network that they bought from Cake and renamed to Revolution. Uh, they've had scandal after scandal. You can see this in the sticky thread in the Scam Scandals and Shadiness forum. If you want to read all about the other scandals they've had, I'm not going to talk about them again right now. But what I will talk about briefly, is another scam that they have going on here. Uh, it seems like w with Locke, their scams are, are not outright scams usually, but it's like a situation where they end up doing something wrong and owing people money from their mistakes, and they don't want to pay it. They're like, whenever they fuck up and you lose money because of it, tough luck. No matter what it is. They let a cheater win a contest, tough luck. They, uh, they have a promotion that they don't really think through, and then... Uh, cost them a lot of money, they don't want to pay you. Uh, so in this case, in May 2012, the Merge Network had a network-wide leaderboard for rake, where if you were one of the top rakers, then you end up uh, getting some kind of payout, some kind of payment for uh, being one of the top rakers, like a bonus. Again, this was through the whole Merge Network, which at the time Locke was part of. Well, Locke left Merge like two days early. They were supposed to leave on June 1st. They left on like May 30th. So, technically, the players who were on Locke, which at the time was on the Merge network, who were on the leaderboard for Merge and the uh, 
the rake generated. And there were a number of players who were up there because Locke was a pretty big skin. Uh, they were kind of cut off early, like two days early. But, you know, no big deal. You could say, okay, well, if they were still in the top 25, by the time May 31st ended, they should get their money. Even if it can't be paid through the Merge network, Merge should pay them, and then they should pay the people on Locke, or whatever. Or even if Merge won't pay Locke, you know, it was still a promotion advertised through Locke, even if Merge was putting on the promotion. So if Merge wouldn't honor it, Locke should, because ultimately it's their players. Well, basically, they've been stalling everyone. This is only about like a matter of $550 total that's going to be paid to everybody. Because there's only a few people who were up on that leaderboard who could have possibly won. So even if Locke erred in complete favor of the players, all they'd have to do is pay out a total of 550 bucks to these players. Not each, but total. And the whole problem's over with. Instead, they've been stalling and stalling and arguing with them and making false promises since May. And, um... Then, then finally, their rep on 2 Plus 2, this guy named Shane. I'm just Shane, who, who's a douchebag. Uh, very rude to people and just doesn't get it. Doesn't get why people get pissed at Locke when they do things like this. He finally wrote, After multiple attempts to get this paid, as it should have been, we are now going to just pay this out of our pocket. Just waiting on a list of payouts from Merge now so we can take care of this. I will update back in this thread when, the, when this information is at hand. Uh, but then Merge wouldn't give them the information. So instead of Locke saying, okay, Merge won't give us the info, you know what, we're just going to we're just gonna estimate all of you won and finish in the top 25 who, who were there before on May, ter- on May 30th, and, and there you go. We're going to give you what, what you would have won. But no, they, they say since Merge won't tell us, we're not paying you, even though it's out of our own pocket. We, we have to find out for sure from them. So they're stalling, 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 all the way since May, and five months later, they uh, they still... Owe the players money. This is all about 550 bucks, or sorry, 525 bucks. And there's now like a five-page thread on uh, 2 Plus 2 about this that was just started a few days ago. I'm sure it's going to be 90 pages by the time it's all over, like every lock scandal thread seems to be. I mean, this this company has no clue about customer service or about PR. How do you cause something like this when you know the players aren't trying to screw with you, when you know you really are going to owe it to them? Why, why have to wait to see exactly to the penny what you owe them when they've been waiting since May? Why not just pay out the maximum that they could possibly have earned and be done with it if the whole thing's over 525 bucks total? Unbelievable. So, I mean, this is a very unethical company, this Lock Poker. And, uh, you know, you can make excuses for them. If you're, if you're one of their affiliates, if you're one of the people who, who defends them constantly, read threads like this and, and tell me how this is a legitimate company. Tell me how this is a company that, that cares about its customers who make them so much money. They don't, and uh, they, they never do what's right, and uh, that's my rant on Lock Poker for the week. So, Lock and yet another another scandal. Uh, another, I shouldn't say scandal, but another uh, company that was once thriving that's not doing well, Poker Affiliate Solutions. If you guys remember on our former site, Donkdown, you used to be able to sign up to various poker rooms through Donkdown and get raked back through Donkdown. Not anymore. It's not there anymore. and There's no affiliates links here either. But at the time, it was served by Poker Affiliate Solutions. What Poker Affiliate Solutions is, is if you're a smaller site and you don't have the connections or don't feel like putting the effort into establishing all these different affiliate accounts for all the different poker rooms 
all over the world. But, you know, because uh, otherwise, you have to do this individually. If I want to, otherwise, you have to do this establishment of affiliate deals on Poker Frogler. I have to call affiliate dealer or email each poker room and send a separate deal with them and, and you know, set up a stat, do all the accounting for each different poker room. It would be a big pain in the ass, and since the site isn't that large, I'd barely make any money. It wouldn't be worth the effort or the trouble. Well, Poker Affiliate Solutions came up with a solution to that. And uh, and that is that, uh, by the way, I guess I was, uh, I guess the radio was fading, but I guess it's back. I think it's back. Everybody hear me okay? People say I was breaking up like crazy. It sounded like a new prank call character. They said it sounded like I was a uh, dubstep. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay now. I, I apologize for whatever uh, problem we had. But uh, uh, Poker Affiliate Solutions was kind of like you're an affiliate of an affiliate, where basically they are the affiliates, they have deals with all the different poker rooms, and you're pretty much promoting their deals as if they're yours. So, of course, they take a piece of it, you take a piece of it, and and this way you end up making money, they end up making money, and there's not a lot of effort for anyone because it's all set up on their end. There's no reconciliation. And no reconciliation is the best part. Mm-hmm. Brandon loves reconciliation, I can tell but uh, so uh, no reconciliation, no folios. Just everybody gets paid at the end of the month. It's great. Well, Todd, it's uh, it's fair to say you and I had one hell of a reconciliation. So much that it's this is true. And Todd, I don't want to embarrass you. I hope you're not mad. But I will even go on record as to say within the next month, you and I will be doing some holiday shopping together. That's true. True or false? That's true. Yeah, we are going to go yes. holiday shopping in the month of November. Mm-hmm. So. It's going to happen. That's true. It's a big reconciliation. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Poker Affiliate Solutions used to serve Donkdown. I was going to connect them to this site, but then I started hearing they were having trouble. And I noticed this. When I left Donkdown last year, uh, we had to get a check from Poker Affiliate Solutions so this way we can split up all the money that's owed since I was leaving the site. Uh, it was a very long time to get a check. I eventually got it. And the check was good, but it was a very long time to get that check out of Poker Affiliate Solutions uh, for like 600 something dollars. Well, I started hearing it's even taking longer now, and cash-outs are dragging for you know, a very long time with no no support, nobody gives you any answers, so I said forget it. And, and sure enough, uh, they're still operating, they're, st- they're still kind of pretending like everything's fine, but uh, there's a lot of reports I'm reading that people are just not getting their money, that they have payment processor issues, and that they're just in very bad shape. And it makes sense because this was a site that, that got pretty big, had a lot of employees before Black Friday. And after Black Friday, they were just making such a fraction of what they were before. I think they kind of overreached. And, and their expenses were so high, I think they may have been losing money. Because remember, unlike traditional affiliates, they were not keeping most of the money on the affiliate deals. They were only making a, a small percentage on each affiliate deal because they were giving most of it back to the sites that uh, were operating through them, you know, like Donkdown. So uh, um, now they're, they're extremely understaffed, I think, because the revenue is so small, but yet they still have the same number of customers, so they have terrible support, they have no payment processors, and they're having cash flow issues. That, that's from what I can see. So anyone who runs a website that has poker affiliate solutions or you're considering using them, I wouldn't, because you're probably not going to get your money or if, if you do, it'll be a very long time. It'll be a big hassle. So I would stay away from Poker Affiliate Solutions now, which is unfortunate. This is a company that uh, used to be very good and I would recommend before, but now things are very different. Now, a company I wouldn't recommend 
ever, or not for quite some time. UB, Sirius, AP, whatever you want to call them. It's a new story about them. They have made an agreement with the Department of Justice. They are going to liquidate their assets, and all that ass, all that money will go to the Department of Justice in the United States. Uh, the statement is as follows. The proposed settlement requires all of Blanca, Blanca is the uh, Blanca Gaming, the uh, owner of uh, UB, Blanca's assets to be forfeited to the United States. The U.S. Marshal's Office will be mandated to liquidate Blanca's assets. However, there will be no distribution of net proceeds from the liquidation pending the resolution of claims filed by other parties who have asserted an ownership interest in Blanca's assets. So basically, there's a lot of different companies that are claiming that UB owes them money. And they're going to basically. Get... It's a fancy way of saying the players aren't going to get paid. Yes, the players are getting nothing. The the it, whatever the Department of Justice gets from liquidating Blanca's assets, UB's assets, will go to all the different companies that claim that they either owned a piece of UB or were owned for owed money from the operation of UB, such as the employees or whatever. So the ones who are last to get paid, last in line will be the players. Now, the, now, should any funds be left over after all those other companies get paid, guess what? Then the players will get that money. Tiffany and Michelle. <laughs> but, there, but there won't be any. Yeah, I think Tiffany and Michelle will get the money before we do. That's what's pretty sad. I'm, I'm not even joking. She probably will. <laughs> Same thing for Hollywood Dan. Yeah, so they probably won't get anything either, but I really do think that they probably are ahead also if they want. Yeah, to but they money. don't need it. He's putting his girlfriend. He's riding her like a horse in those game shows. She's just popping three, four hundred thousand a year in game show winnings. That, so. that is true. Hollywood Dave's girlfriend is uh, the game show queen. She makes a lot of money on game shows. So uh, uh, anyway, that's uh, that's the story with with UB. So it's it's now the question is, and I had an argument with a few people about this on the site. Is this a bad thing? You you think? Wouldn't I want the players to get paid? And for the players that did not know what they were getting into, the ones who didn't know about uh, Black... Not Black... The ones who didn't know about the scandals somehow, or ones who were legitimately convinced that there was totally new ownership and, and didn't know it was bullshit, that really thought it was true, if they lost money out of this whole thing, I, I wish they would get paid. I feel bad for those people. But I'll tell you who I don't feel bad for anyone who knew or had good reason to believe that UB was the same ownership and they were supporting it anyway because the games were soft. Joe Seabock. Yes, I, I don't hope Joe Seabock gets paid. But not even just Joe Seabock who was uh, speaking on UB's behalf and trying to you know, like be their spokesman and make them sound good. I'm talking about like the quiet grinders, the ones who would just be on there playing. And I heard all kinds of excuses from these people. Oh, you know, I, I win so much, I'm beating all the fish, I'm killing their action. Oh, I get so much rake back, I actually don't end up paying any rake uh, between you know, all the different bonuses there, blah, blah, blah. Look, I don't care if you didn't pay any rake and if you beat all their fish and you think you were actually hurting them. You weren't. Why? Because you were acting as an unpaid prop. You were keeping games going. Let me tell you something about fish. Fish don't come onto a poker site and sit at a table alone and wait. Whenever you come on a poker site and there's someone just sitting there by themselves and waiting, it's like a 99 or higher percent chance that this is a pro player. Fish want to play right now. Fish don't sit around all day at empty tables. Fish do not game select. Right. So when you're sitting there waiting for games to start, 
You're basically being the guy who's there for the fish to play. If you're not there, and people like you are not there, if the, the fish come on and they see zero 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 down as far as players at games they want to sit at, the fish don't sit there and become the first player. They close the software. They don't, de- they don't deposit. They don't support the site. So had the pro players all stayed away in mass, UB would not have been the third biggest site when Black Friday hit. They would have been way down there. They would have had a few little games going, and that would have been it. So don't don't try to tell me that you took the fish's money and hurt UB, or you, you barely paid any rake or didn't pay any rake because of all their bonuses. I, I don't want to hear that. Because you were, you were acting as like an unpaid prop there and keeping the games going. So if you lost your money there, good. You deserved it. Why? Because people like me and people who took a stand, a moral stand against AP and UB and stayed away from the, the company, stayed away from the site, even when the games were good, to make a statement to say, you can't cheat the poker community and continue doing business. We're not, we're not supporting this place. We're, even if we could make money ourselves, we're not being part of it. People who took a stand and didn't make money, the people who continued playing there, knowing that the, the, those pro players were gone, were taking advantage of that situation. They were taking advantage of the, the hard work and, and the morals of the people who were staying away from there because of what they did. And uh, I, I'm glad that they lost that. I'm glad they actually suffered from continuing to support this company after all that had been done. So, Basically, uh, you're saying Crimea River to the rest of them. Right, right. That is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So so th- that's my opinion. Some people get angry about that, but I, I got angry seeing people continuing to play there. saying, well, the games are soft. That's not a good enough reason. Sometimes, even if you can make money doing something, sometimes it's it's better to take a stand and do what's right. That's at least my opinion. That's the way I live, and I, I can't have respect for people who, who went and continued to play there. Um, there's people I'm friends with that did play there, and I don't uh, I don't say I hate them or refuse to talk to them because of that. But but I don't hope they get their money back, and I I don't hope anybody got their money back who who knew what they were doing there. Only the people who didn't know. Now there's it's not like it's not like they're gonna only give money back to certain people and not others. Either everyone will get a fraction back of what they had there, or they won't. I think they probably won't. I mean I I know this is such a hard question to answer. Uh, just based on what we've seen with full tip, what would you even guess? I mean, such a wide range that their assets, the total value of their assets. Oh, you mean it's at uh, UB? UB, yeah. I mean, what would you even guess? Well, what kind know, of numbers are we talking about? It's funny talking? you talk about that because I don't think it has very much value because... That's, the, that's what I'm asking. I mean, I'm thinking to myself, there's no way they're going to get like $100 million. You know, they don't have $100 million assets. No, they not possibly? even close. No, 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 no. Not, not even close. And the the big yeah. thing is, I don't think the Department of Justice is going to be able to buy or, or not get, but liquidate, pretty much receive the assets of uh, UB, and then resell it to some other party that wants to buy it. I don't think it has very much value. I mean, yeah, I guess there's a software, but but it just doesn't have much value. The the, the actual servers they had and whatever other infrastructure they had to run UB is is not worth that much. The the real worth in these companies is the software and the player base. And if it's never going to come back online, if no one's going to buy that, it really has very little value. And when I say little, I mean relatively little to where, you know, even if they sell the whole thing, you know, all their assets there for like, you know, 2 million, uh, that's not going to do very much to pay back. Uh, it's anyway. kind of shocking the U.S. government didn't tell poker stars when they made this deal with Full Tilt that they had to take the UB debt as well. 
Just buy the whole. <laughs> I mean, just you, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you just yeah. fix the whole thing. They, they, Absolute UB full tilt, then you're off the hook. Yeah, yeah. That's you know <laughs> they probably could have gotten that. They probably could have said, probably could have said okay, stars, you're willing to pay 750 million to get out of this whole thing. One more yeah. thing for you. How, how about UB? How about buying UB also? Can you imagine if stars just ended up owning all of them? <laughs> Wow. So well, also, I know I don't know if this even matters, and you can even tell me the fact that Ultimate Bet, besides poker, also offered gambling and had a casino. Does that make any difference in how they were prosecuted or what what's going to come legally of of the people that were involved with it? I, I don't know. Uh, okay. It could. It couldn't. I, I I think that I mean they the only one they've arrested so far from UB, I believe, is Brent Beckley. I, they haven't gotten Scott Tom for sure, or AJ Green, or uh, Oscar Hill Tatum. And his dad, Scott Tom's dad, just cashed in every other tournament. So. Yeah, he sat next to me. I have to say, Scott Tom's dad, he comes off as such a nice guy. I mean, it was, uh, he was a lot different than I expected. I expected this, like, arrogant rich guy who was just uh, obnoxious and uh, unpleasant to be with. This guy was, like, very soft-spoken and uh, um, yeah, totally not what I expected. So, but that, that, that whole tournament just... Uh, uh, there was a depressing tournament that where I bubbled. Which one was that? That was a limit hold'em tournament. That was the five k limit hold'em where all those different things happened. I sat next to Annie Duke. I sat next to uh, uh, Phil Tom. Both of them made so a that deep. That was a tournament where you literally bubbled. Or I, no? That was the tournament where I lost four straight hands to literally bubble. And you had like a pocket eights, was it? Or no, that was another. That was another tournament. What, what was the tournament? What, what was the hand that you? What was the tournament with you? Said you could have cashed if you would have folded, but you decided to go for the win. Oh, that that was this one. That was where I I uh, was a hand you had. I had something like like, play like it and not and not try to min cash. Like uh, like Ace Ten, I had like Ace Ten suited under under the guns, uh, yeah. like seven handed and things like right. that. One, ones that are straightforward hands to play in limit hold'em if if you're not playing super cautiously, but but it, like you wouldn't play if you're just trying to. Sneak into a min cash of, uh, and it's not like I was short. I wasn't like really short stacked. That was the problem. I was like a little bit below average stacked, and then I lost four straight hands, and I was done. But uh, yeah, that, a lot of weird shit happened in that tournament. Four things happened. I sat next to Phil Tom. I sat next to Annie Duke. Both of them got deep and busted. And uh, then I got to watch Huck Seed berating a Poker News employee who was the brother of a uh, a regular lurker on the site and a sometimes poster. What is seven, seven times six? <laughs> and, and then I I got to uh, bubble the tournament by losing four straight hands and miss out on wow. 11k. It was it was my first event of the year. Anyway, um, so that that's what's going on with with UB. And I, I think I guess we could try to make a few calls again because I think we're uh, well. Another I guess brief news. I think Short Bus Poker mentioned it, and I guess we might as well. It is newsworthy. Guess reports are coming out that Doyle Brunson has cancer again. Have you, have you heard of this? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I heard. I, you know, it's funny. I looked, and let me see if I can find it again. I've never even heard of this kind of cancer. Uh, it is called, the type of cancer he is battling now, apparently, is called, I'm probably going to mispronounce this, squam, squam, it sounds like squamouche. It's uh, squamish cell cancer, yeah. Yeah, squamish cell cancer. Um, so I mean I don't even know. I guess I guess it could be worse. They're saying that uh, it's a slow growth type, but uh, well, I'll tell anyhow. you what they do sometimes with these cancers when you're old. Sometimes the answer is do nothing, because sometimes it's determined that if they grow this slowly, that by the time they're going to kill you, that um, the chance of 
the treatments for the cancer killing right. you earlier than that is higher than just right. letting the cancer kill you. So it's, they do that with prostate cancer a lot of times for older men. And uh, I would think that would be kind of a depressing way to live. I mean, in one way, it's you hear you have cancer, it's a lot nicer to know you're going to live for 10 years rather than 6 months. But on the other hand, think if you have cancer. See, what, one good thing about not knowing you know, how long you're going to live is that you don't have to count down days to the end. You, the only thing you know for sure, and that is you know, barring major advances in modern medicine, is that none of us are going to live to 120. Because, uh, well, I guess one person in our chat might, and that's uh, Biebs, because there is one woman documented ever living past 120. No men have ever lived to 120. So, hmm. I, I, If you had to just say right now, pick a young prospective PFA member, who would it be? That might advance past 120 or higher. <laughs> I'm going to go with Eric Ryland. <laughs> Eric Ryland. Yeah, maybe. Maybe if Eric keeps himself young by having sex with older women, maybe that'll <laughs> that'll do it. But uh, but look, the thing is, other than something really really old like that, where we say we we know there's no way we'll be around after 120. Other than that, you don't know if if you're gonna die early. You know, forgetting about like an accident or something like that. But like like have like an early heart attack at age 50. Or, or if you're going to make it all the way to 95 or 100. Like, you, you don't know. So you, this way you're not counting down days to the end. But let's say you have cancer where they know you're not going to live for another you know, more than 10 years. And they say, hey, we're not going to treat it because you're so old if we treat it, you're probably going to die earlier than that from the treatment. So, so either way, right. you're dead within 10 years. That's kind of a crappy way to live. Even if you're not in pain, even if you, you know, like even if you can go on for quite some time normally, just to know that now you have a finite deadline on your life that's not that far away. That, that'd be yeah. just really crappy. And that's what, But that's actually what they do. And, and it, it would suck to walk out of that doctor's office saying, I have cancer, they actually have treatments they can do, but they're not going to do it because uh, the odds are better for me just uh, as far as the number of years I'll live just to do nothing and let it kill me. It's kind of strange. Yeah. But uh, that may be what they're doing with Doyle. I, I don't know anything about the squamous cell cancer either. But when he says it's slow growth, uh, that may be exactly what they do. I think he's like 77. And uh, Doyle is someone I've always thought I would not be surprised to hear any day that he's just dead. Because this is a guy who, he has trouble walking. He's overweight. Um, he's in his late 70s. Uh, really, what's his life expectancy at this point? Uh, this is Good someone point. you could easily hear that uh, just one day he just wakes up and, and, and is dead. And and, a lot, and the older you get, of course, the, the chances that you just wake up and and are not alive anymore. We don't wake up, but that just one day you're fine, the next day you're just gone, is much higher. In fact, uh, this just happened to my family. I'm going to share something here with the listeners. Uh, mm-hmm. The very last person from the uh, two generations above me in my family died yesterday. My my grandmother's sister, who was 95. My grandmother died 13 years ago at age uh, 85. Wow. But uh, this, her sister, her younger sister, was 95, uh, was fine, and uh, went to sleep and, and died. So, uh, hmm. so that's, sad. that's uh, it, it is sad, and it's the last person from that That's generation. a hell of a life, though. I mean, I always look at it like that. I mean, it's sad, but at the same time, 95 years, especially if, if the majority of them, or, or at least towards the end, were good years, I mean, that's, that's, that's a hell of a run. Yeah. She actually I mean, that's, stayed that's, healthy that's, the whole way, so I mean, she, yeah, she had like great. 95 good years. Speaking, I, I am getting a PM. I, I guess they don't want me to 
reveal the their name, but they want to know: Did the first generation of American Wattelises make their Jew gold from bootlegging, <laughs> like al alcohol back in like the Prohibition era? <laughs> I'm just reading the question. You could okay. either say yes, no, or or cannot confirm or deny. I I, I can't confirm or deny that. But okay, that, tough but fair. Anyway, <laughs> there, there is a, but that. Uh, yeah, that's that's the story. You know, I, I always yeah. do wonder that one thing they haven't improved over the years is really the longest possible life expectancy. That's pretty much stayed the same for a long time. And uh yeah, the number of people making it past a hundred has, has increased thanks to better medicine and medical procedures, but the the what they haven't improved is the maximum age you can live but, to. I mean, I have to think, although you and I will won't see that much of it nowadays especially with like the FDA cracking down on fast food restaurants and just a lot of people eating a lot better than they did you know even 10 15 years ago um, that's probably in the next 50 to 75 years going to add on I'd say probably like an average a year and a half to two and a half years I'd get I mean I don't know I'm not I'm just throwing out numbers but I think that you know that that's probably going to help well that, that'll help the average life expectancy but the question is will they ever improve it to where the very oldest people make it past 120, 130. Oh, like okay. I, like oh, you I, mean, oh, right, right. I, got like I, I don't saying. know if you watch Futurama, but like the pre professor oh. in Futurama is supposed to be like 160 years old. And, uh, I got you. And so, like Yoda from Star Wars. Right, He's like right. 180 or something. Or, yeah. yeah, so so the question is, will we ever have, or at least in the near future, have people that live that long due to advances in medicine, or is the human body just incapable, no matter what, of living past 120? Or you know, or barely barely able to live past 120 in the best circumstances, and I yeah, I think Yoda was like 900. By the way, they're they're bringing it up in the chat room, but uh, <laughs> oh, are they? He was 900. Yeah, I mean, he he did look kind of kind of old, you know. He did. He was decrepit. Yeah. Um. Well, in other news, Druff, uh, I guess a little bit happier news or whatever, interesting. Or uh, right now at the Aria, Jonathan Aguiar and Brandon Cantu are having their little uh, piss competition. Uh, I don't know if you recall during yeah, yeah. the World Series of Poker. You know, we talked about this on the radio during you know the con controversy of the match being delayed an extra day so Aguilar could play in the main event, and then uh, Cantu had a very very huge. I don't think it was five to one, six to one chip lead, and then Aguilar had some time to prepare, and apparently was accused of you know researching and, and meeting with friends to. to figure out a better counterattack, and ended up winning the bracelet. Uh, Cantu called foul, and so on and so forth, and this isn't like a friendly grudge match. What they're doing right now as we speak at the Aria is there was a difference between 130, there was a $130,000 difference between first and second place in this tournament. It was a uh, 10K mix max, which I think we talked about before. That was like nine-handed, six-handed, and it just kept getting... Yeah, it keeps getting smaller as, as far as the number of people at the table and ends, so, you know, heads, right. heads up. So there's 130,000 difference. And what they're doing, although <clears throat> it really doesn't make much of a difference, you know, the belt and, you know, the bracelet and the championship, it all is going to stay with Aguiar. They're basically having 130K freeze out right now at Aria. Um, I imagine the game is going to be no limit, although I know Cantu plays mixed games... And others, as of like the last two years, I do not think Jonathan Aguirre does. Well, you know, not... I, I I don't think Cantu would fare very well. He's not very good at those games, from what I've heard. Anyway, I've heard you know he's like he's like the yeah. no limit tournament player, and so yeah, so. yeah, 
Yeah. So, so anyway, that's going on now, and it's basically they're they're both buying in for sixty five k, and I, I I do not know what the rules that they've ha they have in place, but they're both buying in for one sixty five, and then whoever walks away with one thirty, uh, which is the full difference. Well, you know, no, it doesn't end until one person has all the chips. Yeah, yeah. So whatever, it's still not interesting enough for me to go down go down there and watch it. No, I can no. Care less. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. We're, the, we're neither of us are enough of like poker fanboys to, to get. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't. It just, I'm just, and again, I mean, it's it's interesting for people to know they're listening on radio. But again, uh, shout out to uh, Short Bus Poker. He posted this in the official. Uh, PFA radio chat, and that's what brought it to my attention. I did some research on it. Um, yeah, and and it's interesting because in this one, uh, it was kind of a reverse of the usual because Jonathan Aguiar was accused by Brandon Cantu of being treated favorably by the World Series, and Jonathan Aguiar is the one who's had so many different problems with uh, people, officials of the World Series. Uh, mistreating him, and like Seth Polanski, for example. <laughs> That was, uh, uh, anyway, that's, uh, of all people to say, is getting favoritism, and then Brandon Cantu actually, like, almost cried on the YouTube video where he was talking about it with with an interviewer, but I will say in Cantu's favor, I, I, I felt he was right, and I know Brandon said he felt that too, that uh, it, basically what happened was they, uh, Cantu was killing him heads up, had all the momentum in his direction, uh, was playing the right style, and Aguiar wasn't adjusting to him right, and um, also running better and giving him more confidence. I'm talking about uh, Cantu. It got too late. They had to stop it by uh, French law. They had to close the, the casino. And then uh, when they reopened the casino, or w they, they talked about when they're going to continue, instead of continuing when it reopens later that day, uh, they gave another full day off because Jonathan Aguiar wanted to play the main event and said this was his last chance to do so. And... Cantu cried foul and said, "Look, I, you can't do that. We're, we're playing this event. You can't delay it for another full day while he gets a chance to research me and and take a break and and recover from the you know emotional downswing of of just losing every hand. It's bad enough that yeah. we have to wait you know twelve hours now or whatever, but don't give him a full day to to research this and get his head to get get head on straight. It's not fair. And and this wasn't a planned break or anything. So." You know they they should resume as soon as possible, and I agree. He just he just didn't come off sounding very well when he came on the video. All he could do was brag about himself and brag about his skill and uh, and complain about conspiracies against him. When in reality, it was just a dumb decision. Yeah. Another thing, real fast, just to point out, Jay Stat brought up an interesting point in the chat. He wrote the Aria wins with the rake between these two poker players. If they're even in skill, the house wins all the money. Actually, Jay said that's not really accurate. The way it it works, and I've seen this numerous times um is what they'll be charged for and you know a lot of the reason a is because the aria wants this kind of action because people that are tourists are going to see this and the money and you know they they, they realize they're not going to make money but they want the publicity and they want these kind of games going so what they normally do in a situation like this kind of match is they'll charge uh they'll pay to what's called time rake meaning that they won't pay rake uh you know out of every pot so if there's a you know a hundred dollar or a hundred thousand dollar pot or you know whatever five thousand dollar pot what they do is every 30 minutes when there's a push meaning a new dealer comes each player will commonly in this kind of game pay five bucks pay five or six bucks and usually what they end up doing and this is a subject for more, another discussion is they'll throw in whatever the time is double and, and that will be also the tip for the whole entire 
around for that dealer. So if if the R is charging them each five dollars in time for thirty minutes, so each they're on ten bucks every thirty minutes. So even at that, an hour they're each spending twenty bucks, so that's forty dollars. And even if the match went on for ten hours, they're going to get four hundred dollars, which you know again half of it's not even rake. They're going to get two hundred in rake, and the dealers are going to get tip two two hundred. And they're playing for one hundred thirty thousand. So the, the Aria makes pennies, you know, for, for this. And again, if you and I or anybody else wanted to set a matchup and that was like a low limit game, they're not going to do this. But for you know a high profile match, um, you know this is commonly what happens, and as well as in other high limit games, I know. Druff, when when Druff used to play as well as myself, uh, higher limit. I think at the Bellagio, it, it was it was thirty sixteen above, and now it's it's forty eighty. Um, every every game was a time game. There was never a rake taken out per hand. And I remember when it was thirty sixty at the Bellagio, they would charge you six dollars every thirty minutes. Uh, you know when the when the dealer push came. So uh, in this kind of situation, you know, the houses are going to rake. You know, take a percentage out of a you know ten thousand dollar pot. It's going to be like a standard five or six dollars every thirty minutes. Anything to add, Druff? I mean, that's all correct. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So this one, it's it's definitely not about the rake here. And and as Brandon said, the Aria is more doing this for publicity. And, Absolutely. And uh, it's it just, I, I have to give credit to Aguiar for being willing to do this. Uh, Brandon Cantu is uh I'd be happy to play him in like a a limit sort of uh cash game or even in a in a uh um even in like a ring no limit cash sort of situation uh he wouldn't be that bad to have in the game because he's very wild and if you can just uh play a solid uh, tight aggressive style you can beat him provided he doesn't run well but uh um heads up heads up no limit in a, a freeze out format he'd be very tough and uh, and I'm sure Aguiar well, knows that. And, and and even if Aguiar adjusted to him properly, um, uh, Cantu yeah. can readjust. And and you know Aguiar didn't have to do this, even though it was a bad. Right, decision. but I was I was and I was just gonna say, Druff, you're right. But when you say you're giving Aguiar credit, let's not let's not be mistaken. As Doom just pointed out in the chat, it's about ego. They, these guys don't like each other. You know, there's no good or bad blood loss between these two. I mean, they do not like each other. You know, and this is just about ego. And from everything I've read and on Twitter and just people I know, this isn't about, uh, you know, just having a match, you know, and then shaking hands and being done. They don't like each other. They want to prove a point here. So that's that's what this is about. In fact, I was told up until, uh, you know, today they hadn't even talked to each other that oh, wow. certain <laughs> intermediaries were the ones that arranges for them. It's not like they're texting each oh, other really? on speaking so, terms. It so was they, set up without them so having to even, even communicate. They didn't want to speak to each other about it. They actually had... Uh... Oh, intermediaries, wow. Yeah. Okay, so, so that's I, what I'm saying. This is about ego. I guess this it isn't about, about just, oh, you know, we're going to settle this, you know, lulls, we'll play for 130000 This is about an ego. And whoever wins is going to go on Twitter, I'm sure, and it's going to be posted, and, you know, that's that's why they're doing this. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, uh, well. And so I guess you can give Aguilar credit for accepting the match. You yeah. know, he, he didn't have to. Yeah, that, that's kind of what I meant. And, I, I didn't really mean that he was doing a favor. I meant that... Uh, he didn't have to do this, you know. He could have just said, "Well, I won already. I have, uh, I have nothing to get back. I already have the money, so uh, I, I don't really need to give him a rematch here." But a- anyway, uh, that's yeah, that's uh, it'd be interesting to see who ends up winning. But I agree, it's uh, not something interesting enough to want to go down and watch. At least not for me. But Absolutely. at least, at no. least they're at least they're uh, 
there right now if you want to. You can go there to Aria to find them if you're in Las Vegas, or go down to Caesars and you can stalk the stars of the Hangover 3. You want to try to call them again? I think it's not that likely we're going to get them because it's 11 o'clock only. But, yeah, uh, we, can end, we can end the evening that way. And, and real fast, those that are listening live that aren't in the chat or might have missed it, and if you do care, uh, Jonathan Aguiar is tweeting live apparently very often um, in terms of the match and where it's going. So if, after we're off the air, if anybody wants to follow and see how this ends up before uh, we report on it next week, go ahead and follow his Twitter. So, are we, uh, Jeff, are we going to try to call Ed Helms again? Yeah, yeah, why not? I'll try to call Ed Helms and try to, uh, okay. try to reach someone here who's involved, involved with a Hangover 3. You know, and I've really, really, and, and I've gotten some messages from Texas about it. Uh, China Maniac was a huge fan. A lot of good comments on El Chico Loco, but I want to save him. I don't want to just blow his load right now and just think of some stupid prank auto casino. So we're going to save yeah. El Chico until I can come up with a better dialogue, you know, with Druff in, in terms of how to use this yeah, character. Yeah, we, we don't want to uh, take Chico Loco and, and turn him into uh, who wants to be a millionaire. Yeah, three times a week. And yeah, exactly. Well, so we don't want to run him into the ground. He's a, he's a valuable resource here. Yeah. Okay, so uh, let's, let's give a call to Caesars and uh, see if we can reach Ed Helms again. Too bad Paul Dummy's not checked in. That would have been cool if he was. Please hold, and the next available agent will be with you momentarily. Thank you for calling Caesars Palace. This is Brent. How may I direct your call? Uh, hello. I'm, I'd like the room of Ed Helms, please. H-E-L-M-S. At Caesars. <laughs> Thank you. One moment, please. All right. I'll ring Ed Helms for you. One moment. All right. Thank you. If you ever have an intro, that should go into it. I'll ring Ed Helms for you. <laughs> Hello? I'm sorry, there is no reply. To leave a voice message, press 1. You know, we For can... operator, press 0. We can hang up. You know what we can do? Uh, I mean, just to give us some idea. Right? And plus, I just want to hear what they say, because I was so pissed. Let's call back Caesars one more time, and I guess... Ask for the front desk, because the person that answers is at just the operator, and they're not yeah, even yeah. at the property. Ask for the front desk, and ask them. Uh, and you can tell them either that we're coming down, and we were there last night, and it was so chaotic. Just basically try to get them to tell us if they're done wrapping up the hangover for tonight. Okay. And if they tell us that, that you know, if they give you the line that they're not even filming it there, you know, just... You the next available see, agent will be yeah, with you momentarily. You yesterday and you saw it, because that's the, the, what they told me. Thank you for calling Caesars Palace. Is it Brent? How may I direct your call? Uh, hello, can I Nigel Fabish, man? Oh, can I have the front desk, please? Thank you. I'll ring the Caesars Palace front desk. One moment. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because those operators are off property. Yeah. No, we got Brant again. What are the odds of that? Uh, yeah, I know. We're, back we're running well with Brant. Thank you for calling your services. This is Cameron speaking. How may I assist you? Uh, hello. Uh, Colonel Nigel Fabersham here. Have I reached the front desk at Caesar's Palace? 
That is correct, sir. All right. Um, I've got a question for you. I was down on the property yesterday, and I came all the way from London to, to come to Las Vegas, and I said, you know, I've always wanted to um, go to Caesar's Palace. It's such a legendary property. You know, I came there, and it, it, it was... It was a zoo. I can't put it any better than that. And just uh, they had areas roped off. You weren't allowed to go certain ways. And you know, I I, I tried to ask the, uh, the security what's going on here, and they tell me um, we're f filming a commercial. And I was like, "You're filming a commercial? Uh, have you gone mad? I see, I see Bradley Cooper there. I see I I see Zach, whatever his name is. I I've seen the Hangover movies. I know what you're doing here. Can can you just be honest with me? You know, when is this going to be over? And, and they said, well, you know, it's just a commercial. And I said, no, it's, all right, this is a bunch of bollocks. You're not going to tell me the truth. And so I, I decided rather than deal with security, who who isn't known for their um, forthrightedness, um, maybe I could speak to the front desk, you know, the next day and, and find out if if I come back down there right now, because I, I want to play the um, the Wheel of Fortune slot machine. It's, it's my favorite machine. And uh, it's just such a, it's a hassle getting over there from where I park. Um... Are they done shooting the hangover for the night? Yes, absolutely, sir. They're, they are not filming downstairs right now, so I do apologize about the inconvenience with yesterday. It was a little bit crowded. Yeah, more than crowded, they just wouldn't let me through. They just said, they said, no, 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 so you can't go this way. And I was like, I just want to go to the bloody coffee shop and have a, have a bloody corned beef sandwich. And they said, no, 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 you can't go that way. And I was like, look... It, it, where am I supposed to eat? Everywhere else is closed. I, you know, they just... And then they're telling me about this commercial. I know it's a bunch of malarkey. And I was like, you know, at least tell me we're filming The Hangover here. And I'll, I'll understand it a bit. Don't tell me about a commercial. But uh, anyway, I, I don't mean to um, to rail on to you about the matter. But um, so you're telling me that if I come down to the property right now, there will be no filming of any kind that I'll run into uh, of The Hangover or, or any other sort of um, production? Yes, that is correct, sir. All right. Well, um, thank you for the information. Are, are they going to be filming tomorrow? If I if I don't quite um, get up my duck to get down there today, I am not quite sure, sir. They haven't informed us of that information. All right. And um, um, will they? If if I do run into it tomorrow, will they at least be telling me the truth as to what they're filming, or will they still be giving me this line about um, it being a commercial? I'm 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 not quite sure. It it just depends on if if they would like to release that information to you or not. I'm not quite sure how security has it set up. All right, all right. So um, all right. I guess that's all for now. Um, tally ho, pip pip, and um, let's get on with the bloody movie. Absolutely, sir. Is there anything else I can assist you with? Um, no, that's that's all for now. Goodbye. All right. Well. <laughs> at least, at least it's safe. It's to... so funny. He even says he's like, "It's up to the way security." Like, why? Like, how can they tell you they're shooting a commercial and you look over and you see like all the three principal stars of The Hangover? It's just retarded, you know. But uh, you there, Druff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. But that, that was good. Yeah. So, uh, you know, again, what he said, uh, you know, the, again, I, I spoke about this. I think with you on the phone, I'm not sure how much I said about it earlier. You know, the scene that took place yesterday, literally, they had the whole entire lobby area, front desk area, all roped off. You could not walk through it. And, you know, Caesars is almost like a circle, a big circle where certain towers, I mean, they weren't even letting people go to check in. They are making people wait with their suitcases. So, you know, I imagine whatever scene they were shooting, they were done with. And I don't even know what kind of scene, that biggest scene they could have that, you know, involved all three actors um, in the check-in area, but I'd imagine now they've probably moved on to either other parts of the casino or e even Vegas. I don't know. Um, but, 
You know, who do you think uh, would get yeah. priority in filming if uh, if they wanted to film elsewhere in Vegas, but uh, Johnny Chan's production with Chico Loco wanted to film <laughs> at the same time? What, what do you think would get priority? In, in the I film? think The Hangover Three would. Yeah, yeah. So. I'm, I'm guessing. And then just, it's really, really interesting. Also, right now at the Aria, and this has been going on for a while, uh, and I'm actually kind of looking forward to this. I know nothing about the premise, but uh, Michael Douglas and Robert De Niro have been shooting a movie at the Aria. And when I say at the Aria, I mean it's not like a normal movie where they're just taking a couple casino shots and then recreating a set, um, you know, in LA, but the majority of all the principal shooting was done at the Aria. So it kind of makes me at least to believe in terms of the movie itself, it's going to be kind of like a casino. I mean, the casino movie with Sharon Stone and De Niro that's set like in a casino. And that's where the majority of the plot occurs. But I, I don't know. Um, I haven't even looked on IMDb to find out any information on what the plot of this movie is, but that should be coming out. I would guess sometime by the middle of next year, maybe next summer, but that's been going on the last couple months here as well. And like I said, uh, you know, Robert De Niro has been spotted all around town, um, as well as Michael Douglas. And I guess, you know, he's obviously still with uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones because she's been in Vegas as well. So anyhow, that's uh, that's all I got, Druff. I don't know. You could wrap it up with any other skins that are stealing. You know, I'd like to, but I think I think I found as much stealing and cheating as I can in one week. So... Uh... <laughs> I think I have to just... Anyone else who's ripping off the poker community is going to get away with it, at least for one more week. Yeah. So, uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Pretty long show tonight. Uh, about four hours. Yeah. And uh, I appreciate everybody who hung in there and listened. And uh, I know tonight, again, you had a choice. Another ratings war is ensuing. So I know you had yeah. a choice tonight. If you made Poker Fraud Alert your choice, then we appreciate that as well. And if you're listening in the archives, I appreciate that as well. I just appreciate all our listeners and um, I, I hope everybody enjoyed the added money free roll tonight for 150 bucks. I, I hope the Absolutely. winners are all people that uh, are supposed to win and not people who just came here to pour out the free roll. That wouldn't be good. But uh, we do appreciate all the listeners. Make sure to post any suggestions about uh, the show. Anything you'd like to see. Anything you'd like to see different. Anything you don't like. Anything and, you uh, like. Special thanks, obviously, to see money. Yes, see money. Very, very generous guy. I mean, this is someone who who's been successful and and says, you know, I enjoy Poker Fraud Alert Radio, and and I want to help out the show and the community by by giving a little bit back and, and just be very generous. And, and that's what he's done. He's been more generous than anyone in the entire community. And I appreciate all the donations we've gotten, but I especially appreciate his because he just does it so often and has given out you know thousands of dollars now for these free rolls. So, thank you very much, Steve. Absolutely. And uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna aim at getting uh, breaking down Stephanie's little hard. Oh yeah, yeah. Core there. Weeks, We're gonna work uh, on that. We're gonna have uh, this year more uh, El Chico Loco. A lot of good stuff to come. Maybe checking with uh, Dave Lerner next week. Yeah, and, Dave, uh, Dave Lerman, but close enough. And yeah, uh, yeah. thank you everybody for listening. We're gonna end the show at around the four-hour mark. We'll be back next week on Tuesday, our normal day, yes. 7 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. For now, this is Todd Dandruff with tell us Brandon Gerson. One, two, three. Shalom. Shalom.